I was like, wait, wait a minute, yeah. did they sneak in the death? No, they, there's no way they fucking did that as a yeah. throwaway special effects shot. That, that's, that's Vader's ship, is the Devastator. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. it doesn't look like all the other ships. Yeah. yeah. It's not like the ex Executor, ex Executor. No, yeah, the Super Star Destroyers we don't see in this movie. Uh, so yeah, Devastator's the one that captures Leia at the very beginning of Star Wars. So. Do we see it take off after Leia? At the, after, after, because they, if I understand correctly, Leia's... Blockade Runner is... drops out of the drops out of the Admiral yeah, Radish yeah, ship yeah. and jets off, and we don't see the Devastator make chase. So. No, you just okay. see Vader staring off like these. And it's funny because we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. You're rolling. We're recording so. now, yeah, we'll, so yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah, it really doesn't even matter. Yeah, we yeah. gotta. Yeah. We I edit. We gotta start with a spoiler warning. Oh yeah, slight spoiler warning. Yeah. We're gonna talk about the whole thing. So because the last shot in the movie is. Yeah. What? Non-spoilery in the beginning, and yeah. then the end of they the. They actually have structure with right. wars with us. And it's just a random yeah, shotgunning. Just like no, just spoilers. It, Spoil. Okay, assuming any, assuming this is the beginning of the podcast, we'll figure out once sure. I edit this. Yeah. yeah. Okay, this is the beginning of, of our Star Wars Rogue One post Rogue One spoiler cast. Blah blah blah. Uh, I'm. Uh, my name is Bill Mudron. I am supposed to be the host, but it'll probably be our. <laughs> <laughs> Our guest Bobby Roberts more than anything else. Which Don't you a, put I, that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> hey, I'm not. I'm not. Coming it's up here if you want to step out of the back. I don't blame you, though. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that is Bobby Roberts of whatever the hell Bobby Roberts I, does. I, I rabble rouse on Twitter every now and then. I'm not doing uh, very important calendar work at the Portland Mercury. Yeah. Uh, who else? <laughs> who else is here? What else? Uh, my name is Mike Russell, and yeah, I'm a friend of Bill's. <laughs> yeah, also, you were once upon a time a professional film critic. I was stuff. once upon a I am a former film critic Cartoonist. Culturepulp.com? Uh, current cartoonist, yes. Oh, go okay, to culturepulp.com, go to sabertoothvampire.com. Okay. I just finished a, a very nice little mini comic with Bill and Eric Henriksen called The Uninventor. Oh, yeah, that's being sold in uh, comic shops all around Portland. Yes, it is. Bobby, do you have a URL? Uh, no, just go to at uh, Bobby Roberts PDX. You'll, fi you'll find me uh, making waves amidst the Star Wars community. The fandom, the Maybe. podcast community. It is a wave pool. Oh, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I'm a hot tub, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> At least you don't get off on... You're not antagonizing people. No! Just in the mix. No, That's all it is. No, yeah. no it's just sort of like, you know, there's... You're there's a certain troll. aspect of the internet that is made uncomfortable by the fact someone is very free with their opinion yeah. and is willing to back it up. Usually that's not how that works, I guess. I don't know. So You're you're the guy from Serenity. You're the, the don't stop the signal guy in his basement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like that. Uh, is yeah. anybody but me obsessed with the Pengist Munch, that thing with the guy who goes around London in his chicken best. establishment? You haven't seen this guy? No, what? He's like this like fucking like thirteen year old British a black British kid yeah. who she speaks like attack the block because he's just calling everything fam. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he just goes yeah. around uh, just uh, yeah. Re he reviews chicken chickens. Yeah, we're not going to introduce Bobby chickens. or or, or uh, Conley or Jimmy or Leland. But yeah. uh, my yeah. point is that Bobby is the chicken connoisseur. Yeah, of, that's okay. what it is. Yeah, of the Star Wars podcast. You just have to call everything good thing, fam. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, it's good. You know, uh, uh, David Tennant is Scrooge McDuck. Good thing, fam. Yeah. yeah. That actually, that is. I just reviewed a bird. I'm, really, I'm very much like that guy now. Thanks. Yeah. I what? adapt quickly. Conley, what yes. do you think of Scrooge McDuck is Doctor Who? Whatever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I'm Conley. Hello. <laughs> yep. Conley, uh, what, what are you? What's your last name these days? Uh, Pressler. Okay, this Pressler. Yeah. Pressler. <laughs> <laughs> I was the one yeah, you're no yeah. longer an apple. Now you're the thing that presses apples. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. she got married too. 
Jimmy Pressler. Jimmy Pressler. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Graphic designer at Dark Horse Comics, and that's about it. Do you guys have URLs <laughs> or anything like that? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at okay. Conley Draws. I link yep. to everyone's yep. Twitter account more than anything yeah. else, mm-hmm. which is great because we'll all be off of Twitter when the world ends in a, in a year. Anyway, yep. so, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And the last guy? Uh, Leland Radburn. Yeah. How drunk are you right now? Huh? Oh, <laughs> you oh, just woke up. Uh, I <laughs> slightly just just woke up. That's yeah, totally slightly. fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just we just started recording the moment your ass hit that seat. We started recording, so yeah. You, we, we've been shooting the, the shit co- for half an hour. The coffee's kicking in. Yeah, yeah warmed up. You're we're all warmed up. You just literally came in from the cold. Yeah. yeah. If I may, I'd like to give Conley the Spirit Award today. Because Conley showed up with a sheaf of prepared notes. Yeah! Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I. Uh, Conley knows what's up. We saw the movie on opening night and then uh, went again last night because I, I wanted to, to take some notes. So I took a tiny, tiny little notepad into the theater with me. <laughs> you need to take a little tiny, too, so you well, can squeeze and, as many uh, notes in there. I uh, wrote what in the it? dark, so I couldn't see anything I was writing. So I took like one note per page on this tiny notepad <laughs> and then took it home and transcribed it into nice. something actually readable. These cave drawings. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, man. I'm ready. Mike, you're welcome to move that heater so your ass doesn't catch on fire, too. You're Thank literally you. parked right next to that thing. You might get a bad case of hot butt. <laughs> a mean hot foot spell. <laughs> or as I like to call it, Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, that's after you eat the spicy chicken wings and you get the volcano hot butt. Oh, no. Thank you, Mike. Anyway, but yeah, we just, so we've, we've within the last 48 hours, have seen the latest Star Wars film, Rogue One. Mm-hmm. What did everyone think about well, uh, I, I want to I wanna get a sense of what you guys were, not quite expecting, but where your levels were before sure. you went in. Top button will turn it off. Because, uh... Yeah, that's that's easy. Yeah. Um, were you, you were you very much like, uh... I, I want to say like, uh... Like, you weren't Heismaning the film yeah. to sure. keep it at arm's length, but you were not exactly hyped? No, I wasn't super hyped. I, I good reason! I love... No, no, I, I loved Force Awakens so much that my excitement for Rogue One was pretty tempered because I just want episode eight. Okay. Like, yeah. I, I'm like, okay, this looks cool and all, but, like, I want to know what happens next with mm-hmm. Rey and Finn and Luke is there, and I need to, I need to know that. <laughs> so I was uh, just way more excited for eight than for Rogue One. Um, plus, the trailers came out and all the visuals looked really cool, mm-hmm. but I wasn't really impressed with much of the like acting or dialogue or anything in the trailers it seemed a little stiff and i had some kind of reservations so i thought that it'll be visually cool not so sure about the acting so my my expectations were pretty like middling like Mm -hmm. not i don't think it's gonna suck but um i'm not like super pumped for it and then about five minutes before we went into the theater uh, like it suddenly hit me that we were about to see Star Wars, and so like five minutes before going in, suddenly I was like, oh, oh, "New Star Wars!" That new Star Wars yeah. feeling. I'm just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's holy shit! I'm gonna open my present here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Anyone else have anything uh, sort of similar to uh, to Conley? Mine is mine is fairly similar. Yeah, I think I got yeah. a little bit more jazz than she did mm-hmm. uh, in the days before, mm-hmm. but I was definitely just sort of like. Uh, uh, I'm not well, the big... you got to see it before all of us, yeah. so at least we had the benefit of all the glowing reviews before going yeah, through sure. everyone. Like, I, I, everyone I went says in, it's good. Yeah I, yeah, I went in raw on Monday, and nobody really had a sense of what the film was going to be like, and I'm not the biggest fan of Gareth Edwards, specifically on right. the performance end, like what Conley was just saying. Oh, yeah, saying Godzilla mm-hmm. was... Is, mm. That's the problem. Like, I liked Godzilla, but uh, and I said something similar in my review. You can find it at PortlandMercury.com, but yeah. he typically... He's very much like George Lucas in that 
he's really good at setting up a scene and framing things in a way that absolutely sears itself into your brain. Mm-hmm. And then he sort of sticks actors to the front of the frame like color forms. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's what he did in Godzilla. That's what he did in Monsters. See, I haven't seen Monsters yet, but just and I was like, Godzilla, yeah. he's going to do it here. But I mean, I guess that's fine. I was basically going in expecting if The Force Awakens was as close as we were going to get to a Spielberg Star Wars film because J.J. Abrams does mm-hmm. good Spielberg. Yeah. This is going to be the closest we're ever going to get to George Lucas coming back. Yeah, yeah. with Gary. Right. That's what yeah. I was thinking when I went in. So that's that, interesting. That's, yeah. That was my level. I don't know about you. Guys. Did you guys see Godzilla? Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. The best part of that movie was Brian Cranston. That was only because it was Brian Cranston. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The best parts when Godzilla rips that monster's throat open. Oh, that's yeah. 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 I had similar reservations because I've seen. Yeah, Gareth Edwards is someone who is amazing at making these sort of beautiful almost malachy kind of images mm-hmm. but then yeah his actors feel like an afterthought or like in the case of Monsters which was made for an astonishingly low amount of money and is actually a very impressive yeah. achievement. It was like $20,000 yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But he uh, that movie um, they didn't have any dialogue they just, he just took two actors down and traveled around with them and they improvised everything and it sounds like it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. The so I was a little concerned about the same thing. I was concerned that the characters were going to be thin and it was going to be pretty, which, you know, is not that great. And and then, and then I was even more concerned from the trailers because mm-hmm. I particularly was reacting negatively to uh, Jin Erso's character in the trailers because yeah. she was coming off like an insufferably smug brat. Mm-hmm. I rebel. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I was like, oh, oh boy, yeah. here we go. This is going to be a little one note. But the thing is, is that I was, as like I think everybody at this table, I was shocked and so pleasantly surprised I don't know what exactly they did in reshoots or whatever, mm-hmm. but it seemed like everything that bothered me had been removed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, same. Uh, yeah, it was it was a really well, really pleasant surprise. I was also the 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 DNA from which this movie sprung was also kind of questionable too because it was John Knoll. It was a fo- the guy who invented Photoshop came up with the idea for the movie, mm-hmm. which is already yeah, kind of you know, all over. This I love yeah. Photoshop, but it's not a good movie. Have you have you? Heard <laughs> the and the writers were Gary Whitta, who. He's a lovely guy. Everyone loves him. He used to be an ex-video game magazine editor. He's a great person, and not to judge his yeah. quality of work by the end product of the the, the, the movies that he's written, because mm-hmm. the writer has the least influence, despite the fact that his work is the cornerstone of any film that he works on. Yeah. But every movie that he's got a credit for has been dog shit. And <laughs> hey, then, I, li- I, li- I like the book of Eli. I like that. That's why. <laughs> that's why evidence number one is just. Yeah. I that twist though is just so. Oh well, yeah. Well, I mean, look, there, there's yeah. a, there's a very clear similarity uh, in all of Witta's stories. Yeah. In which there's at least one or two things where if you just flick it lightly enough, everything falls apart. Yeah. But you ju- if you just don't flick that little joint in the middle of his story, the story will play just fine. Like, for okay. me, bo- like, you've got Denzel Washington stopping you from flicking the story in the that joints. Too, yeah. And so Book of Eli holds up. There are some people who are like, I'm not buying Denzel. Flick, and then the whole movie just... <laughs> well, the other writer was also Chris Weitz, who yeah. did... All I know is he did The Golden Compass? Oh. He's is worked it, on a lot of stuff. He's uh, I'm looking at his, I had to look up his IMDb See, stuff uh, right now. For, he, for me, Chris White is, is one of like a lot of people automatically assume that uh, the very best. Uh, he worked on Fantasy Island. <laughs> <laughs> oh, about a boy. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Uh, okay. his, his adaptation. He of, wrote of, ants. Yeah, his adaptation of <laughs> Hornby's about a boy is yeah, I think okay. better than uh, the adaptation of High Fidelity. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a really good movie. Yeah, it's a oh, really okay. fun... And that came out opposite of Attack of the Clones, by the way, so... Uh, oh, wow, White's, okay. White has a little bit of history. See, I only, only know Golden yeah, Compass, yeah. and I've yeah. never even seen that, but even judging from the trailers, I'm like, that movie's poorly written. <laughs> yeah. I will actually jump in and say it. Uh, 
Chris Weitz is also responsible for the uh, best and possibly only truly good Twilight movie, which is the yes. second one. Oh, did he That's write The second Twilight, I had to review all the Twilight movies for the Oregonian, mm-hmm. so I kind of yeah. actually have a Twilight hierarchy in oh, my head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, and that sorry. one is by far, that first movie was almost unwatchable, except for Kristen Stewart. And I had to review the second one with total dread, and Chris Weitz actually made it funny yeah. and entertaining. So I, he's, I, Chris, I, have a, I have an extra special hatred in my heart for Twilight, but yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm from the area where those take place. Oh, that's so right. I didn't realize yeah. the screenplay from credits the for the Forks area? I'm from Port Angeles. Oh, so. wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the screenplay credits for Rogue One, it's uh, Chris White's and Tony Gilroy. Yeah, it's Tony Gilroy. Gary Witt as a story by, yeah. mm-hmm. which I know he was the no, first yeah. one to Rogue One. Here, here, here it that's is. That's interesting. Uh, here, okay. here's, here's how this uh, got developed from the story perspective. John Knoll uh, had an idea after the Disney purchase of Lucasfilm. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Technically her, before, because he, yeah. he wanted to pitch that as part of the like, t- live-action TV series. Yeah, but like he had an idea and he would start talking about it at parties. And from everyone asking him to talk about it at parties, he grew into a pitch. Yeah. The pitch got so polished that people would call him over at parties to do the pitch. The pitch ended up growing about a half hour. <laughs> this pitch sounds like... I hope there's a tape of this, because it sounds see, like yeah. it's so snowballed. Yeah. He would act out the movie in pitch form for whoever asked him to do it. Yeah. And eventually someone like asked him to do it and then just sort of like fastball special limit Kathy Kennedy while he was in the middle of doing it. Well, yeah, and she, she was, was like, okay, this will be a movie. Yeah. And they got Gary Witter to translate that pitch into a screenplay. Mm-hmm. He did one draft. Mm-hmm. They called in Chris White. Chris Weiss did a couple other drafts, and then at some point, I think right before reshoots, I think what? Oh no, they got Chris McCoy to do a polish on Chris Weiss. Yeah, I don't even know who that is. Yeah, uh, he wrote like a Usual Suspects, and oh wow, okay. uh, he directed uh, the last two Mission Impossible movies. Huh. Yeah, no, yeah, he's, he's really he's really good. Okay. Yeah, Chris McCoy is really Way good. of the Gun. Yes. I love Way of the Gun. Yes, mm-hmm. one of the uh, best cold opens but then in cinema history. Tony and then Gilroy Tony Gilroy came like in. He's on, the yeah. ringer. Yeah, yeah, he comes in on reshoots and. Uh, didn't Tony Gilroy do Michael Clayton? I don't. Is that Michael Clayton? I know he worked on Godzilla. He helped. He helped save he Godzilla wrote the for first Gareth four Edwards Jason too. Bourne movies. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, they, yeah, he did do Michael Clayton. Yeah. Huh. So that's how this story ends up. The he also way did that Dupli- we got it. Duplicity. That is not the Beetlejuice replicates himself. Movie, no, that's right? Russell Crowe eating the glass. Duplicity isn't that the movie I'm thinking? Of? <laughs> no, that's. What, I'm is thinking that Virtuosity. <laughs> <laughs> Since I've never seen it, all of this is... is a There's a Michael Keaton movie where it duplicates There's a whole bunch of shitty trivia. That's that's multiplicity. Anyway, 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 yeah. A rewrite committee thrown at your movie. Mm -hmm. Tony Gilroy being on it is... is, When I saw that, I was like, okay, that's not... I mean, if you're going to bring in a rewrite room, that's a pretty good rewrite room. Yeah, if you you threw... Chris McQuarrie and Tony Gilroy at any screenplay. The screenplay huh. is going to fucking improve. Yeah, um, it's going to happen. Did, yeah. Was he directing the reshoots too? I think he helped out a little, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, not it's to get that... too much into the reshoots, I think this film makes the argument that um, the entertainment media, um, if it hasn't gotten over its weird, psychotic obsession <laughs> with reshoot as mm-hmm. warning sign, this film is going to make them fucking stop. Yeah. I don't right? know. Like, On the other who... hand, you have Suicide Squad, which that had... Well, that was and that be, still turned out to be dog shit. And it's, it's almost the bad. same yeah. idea of yeah. a movie. Yeah. That was always going to be shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, instead of, shit instead too, of yeah. looking at the announcement of reshoots as a sign that everything is going horribly wrong, you should need yeah. to look at them as a sign that the people involved want to make the fucking thing better. Right, or it's a sign of, it's a movie, because, yeah. like, there's always reshoots. Yeah, no, yeah. no, yeah. Not, a single movie, not a single movie in the history of ever has had its assembly cut come in, the director fold his arms, nod, and go, yep, release that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember, Bobby, you and I had a little joke stream on Twitter not long ago when we found out about that. And first of all, I think our, go- our both our, we both agreed going in, like, apparently in the world of entertainment, only movies have to be first drafts. We yeah. can only publish the first draft. Yeah. But the, but yeah. the other thing is, like, 
you if you ever look at how many movies mm-hmm. were would be regarded as troubled productions that are classics today, uh, Casablanca was shot well, without that's... an ending. Yeah. Wizard of Oz. Uh, they, 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 you could have written a story about how Michael uh, or Corleone, the casting of Michael Corleone was troubled in The Godfather. Okay. Yeah, basically, every Coppola production yeah. was Although, a flaming train wreck that fair. got balled up. And thrown at the bottom of a canyon. Those movies, they got what they yeah. needed by the end of production. They didn't have to come in a year later and right. reshoot forty percent or the whole ending of the, those movies too. Well, that happened time. on Star Wars. Yeah, they yeah sure. that happened on Empire. There's not a single Star Wars. Film no, that has, yeah. not yeah. no. Empire was if if the entertainment media as we know it was around in 1980. Mm-hmm. You I guys said that Star Wars and Empire because there were you not guys would have all ripped films. your throats out by now yeah. at the idea of how <laughs> the bad prequels. Empire was going to be. Yeah. The Lord yeah. of the Rings the prequels really helped popular this idea of that you actually schedule in a year after uh, uh, mm. uh, production ends that you're gonna yeah. ha- know you're gonna have reshoots. But that's, th- that's but, the thing is like we all know this, yeah, and we all have all these positive examples yeah. in our memory banks. We all know this, but as soon as the report hits, yeah, they, uh, you got fuckers and sla- you got fuckers at slash films like stepping down on like they're crushing out a cigarette, but reshoots the film is in trouble right. and everyone just immediately <laughs> goes into panic. Well, right, well, and yeah. then like those yeah. yeah those people who you like see every once in a while at work or something who just saw a headline or like you see the reshoots on Robocop <laughs> of course bad. I did like, yeah. <laughs> you know I, I interviewed Christopher McQuarrie actually for my job years mm-hmm. ago about um, I can't remember the name of the movie but it's where Tom Cruise is part of a uh, conspiracy of Nazis to assassinate oh, Hitler yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Valkyrie, Valkyrie which is a great movie by the way it's a very 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 entertaining old school 1960s style World War 2 movie that's yeah. about a heist I, li- I like the scene where uh, Russell Crowe eats a bunch of glass yeah <laughs> 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 I remember McQuarrie telling me because that also had a lot of reshoot uh, rumor oh, issues and I I interviewed him about it, and he basically said that Cruz, when he's working with filmmakers, mm-hmm. always makes a point of they make the movie, and it's budgeted in that they stop, they look at the movie, they have a long discussion about it, and then they go back and fix whatever they think they need to fix. Mm-hmm. That's now budgeted as part yeah. of the main process yeah. of Hollywood yeah. into any production. Well, and that's what yeah. you, you want... To, you yeah. want that flexibility. You want a studio to say, I'll kick you down an extra 50 to make the film exactly it's the way you need to make it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it'd be the same thing as if I start to write a review of a movie, right? And I get my first draft done. There is no way I'm not looking at it two, three, four <laughs> times. I'm not pulling three different paragraphs out, reinserting them. Oh, re- yeah. Like, if you had to see... Like, there are people who wrote articles on the reshoots who did more drafts then they did reshoots. <laughs> but it never occurs to them through any of those fucking drafts that what they're reporting on and the way they're reporting on it is mildly fucking hypocritical. Yes. Well, it's weird. They also don't realize that, like, well, yeah, the, the big thing is they don't realize this is scheduled. They, they, like, the, mm. Maybe the extent of the reshoots are maybe were a little more than than Disney anticipated, but uh, also, I mean, this is also takes advantage of the essentially the year-long uh, promotion schedule that most films have now yeah. and they took advantage of that with this fucking movie where mm-hmm. a year before the movie came out they had the first trailer where I Rebel well maybe yeah. not a year but better part of a year they had the, people had seen trailers before they had didn't, done reshoot, reshoots mm-hmm. and they, they were obviously tailored because that I Rebel line is yeah. not in that movie no. along funny, with some other little crunchy what's bits what's funny but, is that yeah, the best so. way to have gone into Rogue One completely spoiler free was to have watched every bit of marketing <laughs> yeah. yeah well at least that's the not, first two not, trailers but yeah almost all I the trailers there's not that one. The shot of the. the <laughs> I, I, I'm making 
There's a dog outside, just on the floor, in pain. That might actually be the longest we got. The Jedi statue in the sand. Before we got to the building, though. No, not the top ground shot with the Ewing for No, roughly, people have been going through. There's more than enough Reddit threads. I know there's an article up on a couple different Collider's got a big Yeah, but like you can go through. I want to say something like 65 to 70% of all the shit in the marketing is not in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. And that's why when that's fine though. That's why when I went into the film and I was I was watching because I I tried to stay in the dark as much as possible and the only thing that hit me was the marketing. And when I saw that film, I was like, "This is kind of this really wasn't what I was expecting." The and tone I enjoyed was it. still spot on. Yeah, though. The it was just tone was still there. Yeah, but, I yeah. love trailers. It's such a thing now where you like. Mon Mothma's line in the first trailer where she essentially lays out the plot of the film like, I know they have a Death Star and we want you to go. Mm. I mean, the I, it probably got affected by reshoots, but it's funny that that was obviously a line just written and recorded for that trailer because it really is laying out what the what kind of the story is, but it's not really... I don't know. I don't, th- I don't, I don't know. I, I Do you think, think it was originally... I think there was a completely different uh, organization. About, I yeah. think there was basically a completely different plot organization. Uh, and the characterizations were different enough. Because it seems like, if you watch the marketing now, mm-hmm. Rogue One was originally, it seems to be, the story of the Rebellion somehow intercepting the Death Star plans, going to get Jin Erso because she knows Saw Gerrera. They know that the person who created the Death Star is her, is her dad. Yeah. So they go and get her. You go and recruit Saw Gerrera and stop this weapons test, which sort of suggests that the Rebellion knows... The Empire is going to blow up Jeddah well, no, before they send everyone out. Well, Mon Mothma, if you go by the first trailer, she's saying they've got a massive weapon. Yeah, they know. That's there's going to be they, weapons. They already know that they have the weapon. There's going to be a weapons test. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So that's, how, saying, that's yeah. how completely different the story is yeah. As, yeah. As, com- as compared to what we actually got. In the, and that's just the first third. If you look at the last third, apparently in the trailers, uh, Jin, Cassian, and K2 get out of the, the communication Yeah, yeah you yeah. see them go, running with the... Yeah, they're running with... Like, they're yeah. running yeah. Yeah. They're running on the yeah. beach. Yeah. They're yeah. going all over the place with no, the... No, yeah, Baze is leading like a fucking platoon of people through the water yeah. to mm-hmm. attack the At-Ats. Like, there's a whole completely different version of that final battle on Scarif. Like, Krennic is coming Presumably, to mop up. Presumably, yeah, yeah, he yeah. survives the battle and shows yeah. up at, it's the end of the day at sunset. Like, what yeah, the, yeah it's really yeah, interesting. Yeah, the TIE fighter rises up out of nowhere. Yeah, Which, they, it's uh, funny because that same shot's in there, They just it's not the TIE fighter yeah, the anymore. TIE fight, like, yeah. So yeah. a whole bunch of stuff obviously got changed at some point. Yeah. But here's the thing, like, mm-hmm. even when you go back and you look at the marketing in retrospect, as you're watching the film, it doesn't occur to you at any point that this is the... This is the only way this story feels like it was ever planned to be. Like, yeah, you watch no, the film, and yeah. it's, yeah. it's yeah, completely yeah. cohesive. It yeah. hangs together, not perfectly. I mean, it's, it's a flawed movie, but I mean, there's never at any point where you're watching the film and you go, oh, that must be, I wonder if they changed something here. Or I wonder if there's yeah, like a reason. Yeah. Like, you, it seems like A to Z, this is the only way the story was ever planned to go. Yeah. It plays that way. It's there's funny. only one thing I think was half-baked, yeah. actually, because I, I, I agree. I did not feel a sense of a film in trouble at all. It felt very cohesive. Mm-hmm. The only thing I think was um, changed that I could see was probably changed is I think uh, Bodhi Rook, the pilot, Yeah. I think that whole thing where he gets made crazy by a tentacle monster that's reading his mind yeah. was added late <laughs> to add a dimension to his character because he was like they wanted to make him interesting. So yeah. let's make him crazy for a while. Well, like I that uh, I that wrote that in it. my notes that yeah. that's the only th- like scene that felt kind of pointless. Yeah, um, it's just there and then it's just kind of dropped. And, and, and he, like, he's oh. not actually crazy from that. Yeah. Like yeah. he he he's yeah. he's right. nervous yeah. and stuff before he goes in. Like that's his personality. He's just kind of a nervous S- guy. scared white rat of a dude. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um. So it didn't change anything about his character yeah. it's just that for like one second when they first see him in the cell he's like oh 
Yeah, I am the pilot. And then it's like back to yeah, back yeah. to the normal. Like, it really doesn't do anything. Reliable, and you're like, oh, maybe I don't know if he's gonna pull all this stuff off. With, like his his knowledge of the empire, like it might be shaky, but but they, but that it, never comes uh, into play. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so that that seems, just that scene felt kind of pointless. Seems pretty well to get together throughout the rest uh, of the film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To, to me, the all of the stuff with Sagarera felt the most like losable for mm-hmm. the movie. Mm-hmm. He, that, well, that as a character, felt the most there's extreme. no reason there's for no, him to no. be in that story. Well, I, uh, once again, going by the marketing, I'm going in. I'm like, oh, we're saying goodbye to you. You've been on. Yeah, I was kind of surprised because I thought he goodbye. would come back and be part of the final Same. battle, have yeah. some kind of redemption, yeah. or like they had him having had to kill just, him to keep from fucking that. That, that, that said, well, yeah. well, well, all the stuff with Saw was to me kind of like the weakest link in the movie. Felt kind of the most extraneous. I loved the like old temple in the city on top of it. Like the setting was really cool. just looks amazing. Jetta as an environment is maybe the coolest Star Wars environment we've seen in any. I also I also wrote the uh, Jetta the like city on top. Which they kind of refer to Jetta too. The Jetta city is kind of yeah. It looks like a lot of the concept art for Star Wars Land at Disneyland. Ooh. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. So, I, which we've been talking about submitting applications that, so we can become right. bartenders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think I think that Star Wars Land at Disneyland is gonna kind of look like that. Like it has some of the I same think it's kind like of pulling like, from all the newer movies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think Star Wars Land is specifically. Gonna this be isn't supposed Jedi, to be like a market yeah. and stuff, but, but, it's but that the same market, tone like of, yeah. the the like stuff hanging over it and stuff, like yeah. a lot which of which makes sense because it's an enclosed. They could have had the Disneyland Railroad around the edge of that crater instead of like flicking the lights on and off for last call. It's just like this really big white blinding light. Yeah. <laughs> a wall of rubble yeah, yeah. comes at you. Like, well, I guess it's time to go. Yeah, <laughs> they gotta rebuild it every night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah every every park at will have to outrun a wall of rubble, <laughs> like yeah, like a nineties action movie. The, They'll the be outrunning flames. The Star Wars land stuff isn't in a desert area. It's forested. It's it's behind uh, like the it's... big Thunder Mountain stuff. So it kind yeah. of goes. There's rock work and that kind of thing, but the like domed roofs and the like marketplace streets with the like cloth hanging over it and yeah. just kind of like the setup it kind looks of Naboo a lot meets like Jetta the kind of thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. Um, actually yeah let's, let's let's go ahead and uh, just run into that then uh, to provide mm-hmm. some semblance of structure mm-hmm. uh, what, what is your favorite location of, of the film Mike uh, that film? I would yeah. agree with Jetta I, I have to say for me the chief pleasure even if when the movie I, I didn't totally work as a story because you say you could say it got a little laggy at parts in the first third. Mm-hmm. My oh, yeah, my first, chief pleasure yeah. of the movie was probably kind of like the pleasure of watching Blade Runner, which yeah. is like even when Blade Runner doesn't work, you want to walk around in that world yes. and get lost in yeah. the atmospheres Absolutely. of that world. And this movie was that uh, to the mm-hmm. ninth, tenth degree. Like I I agree with you in that. I love seeing all the different uh, locales and the way. I mean, because that's Edwards is great at building a universe that you feel like you are being surrounded by. Yes. Like it could actually fall in on top of you mm-hmm. at any moment. That's He's great at that. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I do also think the movie might have been a little bit more streamlined if instead of hopping from planet to planet, yeah. and it oh, yeah. all happened on Jedha. There's absolutely yeah. no reason for it to have not all happened yeah. on Jedha from I a story really perspective. I really disliked yeah. how much it jumped from place to place at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, talking about it with Jimmy last night, I think I agree that it might have felt a little better if they didn't have the little titles for all of the planets that appear. Because they were know. inconsistent with it. Yeah, they, they didn't did. show up from Mustafar or like anything yeah. like that. Like they they didn't, inten- they... I like how they intentionally, that's the one they really got out of their way to drop is the Mustafar thing where you're like, wait, yeah. what the hell is this one? They, they, d- they didn't always show those little titles so it was inconsistent and it just felt kind of jarring like these quick 
like scenes yeah. from place I mean, to place. We, we go in five different movie. locations in yeah. like. Which well, that's the first like time in a Star Wars yeah. movie it's really done that, aside from like the yeah. montage yeah. of the Order sixty six yeah. stuff. But is but... This, real quick, is this the first Star Wars movie where we've had a legit flashback that's not a force? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Right. It starts. Yeah. It starts in flashback. Yeah. And then there yeah. are flashbacks in inside as well. Like, I mean, that's part of the reason you don't have a scroll. Right. Mm-hmm. Like what you're seeing is basically what would have been the scroll. scroll. It's the context. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, how did your odd? Because uh, Bill and Leland and Mike and I, we all saw it uh, together. At the Century Eastport, you guys saw it at a different place. Mm-hmm. I want to see if this is uh, what oh, happened no. to okay. your crowd, uh, because I think a fair amount of our crowd didn't know beforehand that there wasn't going to be an opening scroll. <laughs> so the Lucasfilm logo comes up, and you get that thing where opening night crowds like Whoa, ooh, yeah. <laughs> a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and everyone you can feel that everyone's about ready to pop. <laughs> they're they're this close to fucking popping like they always do, and then Giacchino goes. Wank! And then there's, there's a moon. And, like, and everyone, it was like stifling a sneeze. And like, you could feel the crowd go, eh, eh, wait, wait a minute, what the fuck? The movie's just starting. I, I heard yeah. someone down the aisle just go like, oh. Like, I have to say, I was very skeptical of that going in, and I have to say, I loved it Mm -hmm. because not only just the giant orchestra brass hit and everything else, and then the way the scroll camera goes up instead of down, yeah, it still pans. The way it jarred you, yeah, it tells you that this like this is a different kind of Star Wars movie. Yeah, 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 and but it's still, I mean, like they still had the long time ago and all that. There still is a pan. We still do have a title eventually too. Like it still feels like Star Wars, but yeah, it's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, going going back to the, yeah. the planet thing, though. Yeah. Like my favorite. Like we've already been there, but seeing Darth Vader's fucking castle. All yeah, the yeah. Was like, that was that was my big cool. That was my big surprise. He I built had no it idea. on the higher ground. I yeah, know. Yeah. yeah. I think I my no my, my note for that one is like, oh, Darth Vader is hanging out in borrowed dirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Yeah. Mike and I, we were, we were just talking about it. it's like Vader's just chilling, you know, having a drink, you know, with, with his hooded buddies at, at the castle. I died right down there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if I would have had the higher ground, yeah, if Vader, you we heard it. Keep yeah. your hate on. I guess Vader. building a house where you got your legs and limbs chopped off is the place to do it. Zero was like, yeah. yeah. As a character wrinkle, I loved like that. A, it, it was completely pointless. It's like a guy it, who never left high school, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 exactly. Vader's it's a guy who's living in the past. Yeah. It's a guy. I mean, it's a great character wrinkle because it's a guy who's living in the past. It's a guy who's. Fixated on his torture and pain, yeah, holding and the and and basically, I totally agree with Leland. We were totally like that old lackey that he had there, who's clearly his Alfred. <laughs> like, yeah. his I, I want him and his <laughs> butler. I want to see a story with him and his butler where they're sitting with a couple of beers or blue milk, sitting over, looking over the lava, yeah. and he's just war storying and pouring the living shit out of this butler. I feel I feel so bad for that butler guy. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, Darth Vader. I tweeted something along the lines of, you thought Emily Gilmore treated her house servants. <laughs> <laughs> and then you find out Darth Vader had a butler. There's four people who live on that planet now. Two Imperial Guards, the butler, and Vader, and the, the, the other three are just like in their little servants quarters house just like what do they talk about at night uh-huh. yeah. and like it's just yeah and they, Vader only needs the butler when the Comcast goes yeah. out on his TV while he's inside the fucking <laughs> yeah. just like yeah. although although uh, but that, it's funny because it's a scene that does not need to exist in the movie there's no reason no. for that because there's no reason for Vader to even show up in this movie until when he does on the mm-hmm. Tantive 4 yeah. really there's in no terms of functional story so yeah. I'm fine with well, that's a good point yeah. 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 but yeah. it is just fan service which yeah no, I liked it and what I really liked about it uh, was and this is one of the few things that I was openly, hopefully, wishing for. I don't try to get my hopes up 
very much for films. I'm too old for that now. Um, but I was like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cross my fingers for two things. I need the Death Star motif, and I need Darth Vader's first theme from Star Wars to show mm. up. Dun, 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 I absolutely was not expecting yeah. it. Um, and then Giacchino mwah, doesn't use too much of John Williams's uh, cues in his score. I think it's like three minutes tops. Yeah. But he sneaks those two fuckers in. <laughs> the first time you see Darth Vader is the first time you hear Darth Vader's really? original theme okay. for the first time since 1977. Like the the back is coming down, and you're looking at this monstrous thing, and he's got it low on a low brass. Dun 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 dun. dun yeah, that's dun, right. Dun, dun, and I was like, Ooh. which is funny because if you play slow enough, it almost sounds like the first uh, opening notes for the Imperial. Because it's dun, dun, yeah. Dun, yeah. But what's the uh, Death Star motif again? Dun, it's just like because yeah, it's, it's not a complete melody. It's just yeah, a, it's, it's just a those four, it's those yeah. four ascending notes. And the first time you see the Death Star in the film, uh, there's you know very very hyperactive, very loud, very punchy brass. Yeah. And just before the scene cuts, the dish is starting to go down. Okay, it is. That and, he, and he sort of ramps up, and you're like, wait a minute, is it going to be? And he goes dun dun dun. It's like, <laughs> you didn't forget, Mike. Thank you. Yeah. Like, give that man a hug. I if there is one thing shot, about the though. film, oh sorry, go ahead. Oh, just that shot where they unveil the Death Star. Yeah, that Star Destroyer coming out. It looks like it's on a field of stars. This is the first yeah. thing you oh, see on that first trailer too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, loved it. Just it. Looks so would, good. Would, you, yeah. would you say the Death Star is? never been more creepy it's the most intimidating it's, it's upside down it's, it's, it's upside scary. down we see, yeah we see it from different angles we see it looming above planets <laughs> we see it in the horizon it's just I, always the there. last it's... real shot you see of it when krennic he's like getting up that's his the thing. shot and, and he's he just goes, like mother why exactly <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's the, he's, he's the uh, yeah. fucking dude he's the principal from ferris bueller at the last one yeah, yeah. son of a bitch that starts like you want a gummy bear it's warm for my pocket <laughs> you know if they had gummy made bear. that movie in 1985 that the principal for ferris bueller would have been i would have been, been surprised yeah, yeah. yeah. krennic is so like insecure oh, and just yeah. like highly overcompensating well, yeah, yeah. technically like from a, a story like perspective a super, the only yeah. reason Vader's castle exists just so he can go to Vader and say you been to the Emperor I'm still a cool dude right? <laughs> that's that, yeah, I yeah. Don't and Vader's like that, eat but, shit yeah. <laughs> oh, you can shit. get Darth Vader to make a pun and <laughs> yes. it's so good Jimmy got so, so excited we were watching the oh, movie and he like 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 leaned over next to me and was like Darth Vader made a pun so he says get it yeah it's like you get like you in like I think it's oh, Empire yeah. and Jedi like Vader has a dark dry sense of humor yeah, where he's fucking with his admirals yeah. and all that well even in Star Wars I find your lack of faith disturbing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. He, I, I think there are a lot of people who have had those films so ingrained in their psyche like they don't realize the the building blocks of those scenes yeah. are you know like Bond one liners <laughs> yeah like, there, there, there's... it's goofy Buck Rogers villainy yeah, yeah like, yeah, like yeah, people yeah. talk about Star Wars being cheesy so often that, it, that like the words have lost meaning and they don't mm. really realize that no 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 the the cheese was real yeah What's about, it's not just powder like yeah. it is in your mind now like at some point it was sort of squishy mm-hmm. you know like uh, there there was that flavor yeah, it's that not very Ace strong sh- fine brie it's still no, yeah. it's still it was that sharp ass cheddar that you just bit into a giant block of so someday if they make a Darth Vader standalone movie where he's his butler and him go have an adventure <laughs> it's gonna play like a Roger Moore Bond film oh, he's yeah. gonna be oh, making man. the dumbest jokes the whole way through his butler is like oh. <laughs> he's from Futurama no 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 yeah, it's, okay, gonna yeah, be, exactly. it's gonna be Archer and uh, and his butler oh, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, can I talk about characters for a second uh, one of the 
the hits that this movie got going into it was a lot of reviews I read that were critical of the film would go, well, the characters are a little thin. And I want to say, for the record, I kind of disagree with that. Yeah. I actually, mm -hmm. the, what what people seem to be, in my opinion, really complaining about is the characters weren't bright and fun like, like yeah. Ray and Finn. Yeah. It was like, these characters, first mm -hmm. of all, the movie is a giant war movie mm -hmm. it's it is it is like a bridge too far or something like that mm -hmm. and, and in those movies the mission is the point of the film and the characters are small accents mm -hmm. uh, and uh, yeah. quickly sketched along the way yeah. and this movie is in that tradition so you have mm -hmm. to take the movie for what it actually is I, it isn't the force away yeah, i can always understand why everyone's doing what they're doing yes. yeah well that's true I, yeah it's not like yeah i really oh go ahead no go no ahead. sorry sorry uh, uh, i was gonna say i really liked the intro to the movie um, because seeing like that moment of uh, Jin, like Jin's parents like tells you so much about Jin's motivations later in the movie, um, yeah. and it makes her actions understandable. Whereas uh, before, it would seem kind of weird that like she's running away and she doesn't want anything to do with it, and then like suddenly turns and she's is all like hopeful. all in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But seeing that like little bit of her past and seeing um, like especially like her mom mm -hmm. and that kind of yeah. thing, what her mom did was stupid. <laughs> uh, it was stupid but you can see Aww. a lot of that like that, impulsiveness. that impulsiveness and like that kind of like stubbornness like reflected in Jin's character later she had better so, aim kind of, it would have worked out uh, yeah. <laughs> well it, no it wouldn't it was, <laughs> it was stupid of her to do oh, but yes. it was an important thing yeah. to see kind of like reflected later in, in Jin and mm -hmm. Jin's kind of like impulsiveness and yeah. like stubbornness yeah. and that kind of thing I didn't recognize yeah. that actress yeah. do you guys know anything about mm -hmm. her? Okay. the, no, the no. interesting thing about the characters though is that I think my second argument about this in addition to it the being a plot driven film mm -hmm. and that like a mission film and that's fine but the second thing is I actually disagree that the characters were thinly sketched I, I actually thought see, that I, I a lot of the characters were I thought a lot of the characters were pretty interesting. I don't think it was, I, it was bad, but they were pretty... Like, the, the pilot guy, he exists to get tentacled yeah. and then at the end blow up and be the kind of one surprise death. That's really all he is. I mean, I, I'm not... I'm comparing... Every kind of ensemble military movie like this, I'm always comparing to Aliens, which did so much with so little. <laughs> right. And that's pretty much... It's not quite... I mean, you can't always... Nothing can always... Yeah. Everything can't always be aliens, but it's still not quite that great. The only way they get anybody in aliens though, is they're all assholes. Like, yeah, you know, well that's true. Too. That's true. Oh, well, no, fucking... a, 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 aliens' big uh, triumph is that all of the assholes are a different variations of asshole that are fairly <laughs> true. And, yeah, recognizable and, breeds of asshole. Well, yeah. and, the, and they're bouncing off each other. They're not just bouncing off Ripley. Yeah. So mm -hmm. like Hudson is dealing with Pharaoh, Vasquez is dealing with Drake, There's... and and Drake and Hudson have their own interchange. <laughs> That's the thing I wish that, there was more that, of that yeah, in this movie. That doesn't really happen in Rogue One. That's yeah. an honest that's an honest bit of criticism yeah. is that you don't really see like Baze and Shirit talking to Bodhi, except for that one time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you don't really see Bodhi talking too much to uh, Cassian. You don't see Cassian hanging out with Shirit. It's basically everyone sort of filters through either Jin or they're just doing their own thing exactly, and someone is yeah. watching them do it. Which is and not so, bad, but it, yeah, yeah it could they, be a They don't more. bounce off each other as much. That said, I agree with Mike in that I feel like because of the the purpose of the movie and the fact that it is, you know, a war movie, men on a mission movie, the way they interact with their specific mission is just as important as the way they interact with each other. Yeah. I, that's mm -hmm. how I feel. And I think, that's so why, that, yeah, I think that's why the film ends up having as much punch as it does is because, and this is one of the really cool structural things with the climax, and uh, Brian Young, a full of Sith, pointed this out to me. Um, they all get their satisfying ending as characters 
the instant they finish their mission in the film. Mm-hmm. They do what they need to do in the film, and then they die. And I f- honestly feel like that provides part of the punch. Yeah. Like, you got to see them wrap up what they needed to wrap up, not just for the sake of the mission, but for the sake of themselves. Like, they yeah. find their peace, they find their closure, and they're out. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that is what I think sort of fucks people up at the end of this movie. Because it really yeah. is, like... I'm I'm not kidding. I've seen all the Star Wars films in theaters in one way or another. I didn't see uh, you know Empire Star Wars on their first run. I saw them in special edition. Sure, I, saw, yeah. I saw Jedi in its first run. I've seen all the other of them in the first. This is the first time I've heard open crying. Really? In the last third oh, of the yeah. Star Wars Dude, film. There was some... First time I've ever heard it. Yeah. Uh, like, well, if you'd seen Force Awakens with me, that yeah. Among the characters yeah. I thought were very well sketched. You're right about the interaction not being. I mean, they. If you look at the gold standards of men on a mission movies, quickly sketched stuff. You've got Dirty Dozen, mm-hmm. Aliens, and Die Hard. Yeah. No, this doesn't have that spark in any well, way, shape, or form. But there are mm-hmm. uh, there are good characters. I like Cheroot and Baze a I lot. Love, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I I think that a just lot those of performers the, alone kind of just bring even when yeah. they're written is just yeah. yeah. Well, that yeah. I mean, this, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. But the, the the thing that I would also say is that uh, if you if I had one beef with the cast, actually, it's that um, I actually didn't think Diego Luna was all that interesting as an anchor, yeah. as a counterpoint I, to Jin. I agree. Um, I I have kind of like most of my notes are around a, a bigger discussion point that I have, but um, oh yeah, we'll get to I, that. I I um, I understand that uh, Cassian isn't necessarily supposed to be like an immediately lovable or, like, relatable hero. Mm-hmm. They make him a real dick. I mean, he yes. two innocent rebels. Right. Well, in a like, quote-unquote innocent I, I, rebels. I think but... that, um, I'm not going to say it was a bad choice, but I think that having uh, Cassian shoot that informant at the beginning was a very bold choice. I liked it. Compare for, that to, like, for... Lucas being worried that Han Solo is going to look like a dick shooting Greedo. Right. Fast forward to this. Yeah, yeah I, that's I, a... I, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, uh, it struck me as Bond-like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I said in the review, is that Cassian seems like the, the rebel's version of of Bond. You send him on a mission, uh, you don't care if he's going to yeah. be emotionally compromised, and he just sort of just eats all of this corruption that can't touch the rest of the rebellion. Yeah. And he saw he seems sort of bondish to me, although I do agree that his, his presence as uh, an actorly presence isn't the strongest. But I also think that sort of worked against Jin. I liked how those two worked off each other more than I think a lot of people That's not really performance they, 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 they just seem kind like, of the characters a little... Yeah, yeah they seem like different, different uh, sort of different but similar shades of wounded and i like the way they sort of those wounds bounced off each other like when they were yelling at each other in the cargo ship that to me was like yeah. the best scene in the film from an actor perspective that is the scene that cemented that i don't like cassian yeah and it might be kind of like a a, a lady instinct thing mm-hmm. but it's yeah. like oh no he was being a straight up dick yeah, yeah it's yeah. it yeah. was him like gaslighting Jin. yeah that was like fuck you i don't like this guy mm-hmm. and not just being when she's like saying you were gonna kill him and he doesn't say like i had to or like yeah. you don't understand he straight up says like you're in shock you don't know what you're talking about mm-hmm. fuck you yeah that's that bond shit i was talking about yeah. those two playing like he's eating it even in that moment mm-hmm. and i don't feel sympathy for him but the fact that the film is willing to get that emotionally complicated that it's not letting him off the hook He's not letting her off the hook. She's dealing with it and and growing beyond as it's happening while they're yelling at each other with a full audience. I was like, this is a pretty complex scene of drama that typically never happens in a Star Wars film. Yeah, Mike? I agree with you about the dynamic. 
Now imagine mm-hmm. if we'd had a stronger actor playing Cassian Andor. Now I want to put out two names because I mean mm-hmm. was thinking who would it, if we're staying with a Latin actor to play a part. Yeah. Imagine if either Javier Bardem or Benicio del Toro had played that yeah, part, and how much old. better that movie would have been. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you need you need someone a little bit younger. Because yeah. that is kind of nice that they're of the same generation. They just yeah. had two different mm-hmm. like backgrounds. Yeah. 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 yeah, Well, yeah, and he's and he's tra- and he brings up his past to sort yeah. of smack her in the face. Like you weren't the only. And that's the yeah. other thing. Like even when he's gaslighting her and being a real dick. He gets a couple decent fucking points in. Well, his which, big thing which is like, sucks. Like that's I didn't have the privilege to just suddenly start caring. Yeah, now. you weren't the yeah. only person in the world who lost everything. Like that statement mm-hmm. on, like, how the fuck do you respond to that? <laughs> and even having a, a, a moral scenario like that dropped into the middle of a Star Wars movie. I remember I tried to explain to uh, uh, you, Bill and Mike, how I felt coming out of the film, and the first thing that popped into my head is like sort of like a. Uh, a capsule review, like a one a one tweet review, is like yeah. it feels like someone adapted one of the best Dark Horse comic runs yeah. that never got written. Mm-hmm. That's what Rogue One feels like. The sort of stuff that mm-hmm. would show up in the expanded universe in the late '90s, early 2000s. Tonally, that's what this movie yeah. is. Yeah. So that kind of leads into the the bigger discussion point that I, I kind of wanted yes. to bring up, Uh-oh. which is um, I have conflicted feelings about this. Jimmy and I almost got in a fight about it last <laughs> night. Um, the uh, <laughs> I think it was an interesting choice, but I don't know how I feel about the choice. Mm. Um, the rebellion comes off incredibly unsympathetic. Yeah. Um, in this movie, which part? Both halves. The, the saw part. The, the moth rebellion. Moth All moth of it. The rebellion comes off as pretty. Which I kind of like. I like. So well, depending I, what you're okay, I like you. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I I like. It seemed more complicated than I imagined, but anyway, I like ahead. moral yeah. ambiguity. Yeah. And I like complexity. And that's something I've talked about a lot, wanting a little more in Star Wars, particularly with, like, the Jedi and Sith, which are so black and white. And I've always wanted, like, a little bit more gray mixed in. Um, But the rebellion comes off in this as so, like, unsympathetic and shitty (laughs) and, like, unlikable. Uh, It feels like they don't have much of a moral leg to stand on. And while I think that that's really interesting, story-wise, I don't know how right it is for Star Wars. I understand that this is a different kind of Star Wars movie, but I feel like with how closely this is tied to A New Hope, yeah. which is a really like triumphant adventure thing, uh, it feels kind of gross. <laughs> uh, I, that's okay. interesting, because so I have I, a whole thing about this later, I too. I feel like by the end of Rogue One, you get the rebellion that you see in A New Hope. Like, mm-hmm. you, when you start with a rebellion yeah. that's broken, that's about to fall apart, that is, you know, you have that General Draven giving different orders behind everyone's back. Mm-hmm. You have them, all this infighting going on. Well, you got the, and Rogue One's sacrifice yeah. is what reignites that hope and gives you that sort of, like, greater good that the Rebellion is fighting So what's, what specifically do you think is the most unsympathetic parts? Um, Cassian's character as a whole going and, like, assassinating informants and everyone just okay. being, like, just just pretty unsympathetic, unlikable. Mm-hmm. Not that the Empire's great either. But, yeah, that, like, <laughs> General Draven guy, like, yeah. who, who, who is this guy? Why is this? That's well, somebody didn't survive because, yeah, we've never me. seen him again. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, yeah. why is this guy, like, going and giving these, like, kill orders behind everyone's back? 
it seemed completely stupid for them to be trying to kill Galen because they know that the Death Star's built at that point. It's not going to do anything for them to kill Galen. Yeah. They're only losing potential information. It's, it's an act of desperation. Yeah, right, but it's Yeah, the stupid. mission to get it's Galen like, to it, find it, a weakness it, makes it, more sense than just killing Galen so he what, doesn't build a second Death Star. Like, yeah. Right, it made me yeah. feel like, uh, mm, okay. is Draven like, secretly trying to fuck up the Rebellion from the inside or something no, by I, I like, th- giving this order to kill this I, person? I think Jimmy, like, I think Jimmy it lands on confusing. it. Yeah, I think Jimmy lands on it. It's yeah. just basically an act of desperation like at some yeah. point they know where they want to go and shit starts fucking up and their only recourse is like well I guess we just keep doing what we were gonna do yeah, right? but, and, but and the that... thing is like the, the rebellion's plan like wasn't to kill Galen mm-hmm. and it's just this one dude who's like nah kill him why? Well, no, it why? Was, it, it, was, it was kill him before they found out that there was going to be a Death Star because they wanted him off the books so that no, they at that point quit. they knew there was the, they knew no, no, the no, not, when they yeah. when they first get her, they don't know yeah. that there's a Death Star because she has yeah. to introduce that concept to them. When they first get her to go get Saw, like it's Kill Saw, and if you can get Galen Urso, get Galen Urso too because he's of uh, you know it's it's one it's they don't want him around because he okay, so is, well they're trying to get to the pilot that Saw has yeah, yeah. Well, no yeah and because because they know he has some kind of information they don't know what it is uh-huh. yeah okay. yeah so it's basically like, yeah, I'm having to if, think about if, this if myself wipe, yeah. if we can wipe him out. We can stop whatever it is he's doing for the Empire after, that is certain to fuck us up. After they know mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. the Death Star is there, yeah. after the Death Star blows up Jeddah, mm-hmm. they contact him and they're like, not Don't they go back Galen. to Yavin? After, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I know, and that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a sign of how, it's sort of like when you talk about the prequels and you're like, why are the Jedi being so dumb? Why aren't they being smart? Well, no, they have to be dumb because that's how they fall. Like, the, the rebellion has to be this scrambled and this diffuse. And I sort of liked why uh, the, the way it was shown, uh, not just because, uh, you know, this battle over Scarif sort of galvanizes everybody, yeah. um, but, like, the rebellion only becomes the rebellion because people rebel from them. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so. That's exactly. one. That's one thing that's really I like that. That's I like one that thing touch. I like about Saw Gerrera being in there. Could, could mm-hmm. like the fact that like it shows that the rebellion's more complex. Mm-hmm. The rebellion has different splinter groups. Uh, even plot-wise, he doesn't lead into the plot very well, the, the, par- the parallel but, for like, me was like, like Star Wars has always been anti-fascist, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's no way to get around the fact that it's a, uh, it's very timely right yeah, now. Right. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Star Wars film. Saw and, 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 Bernie and, Sanders. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not even fucking with Saw Gerrera. He's got robot legs. Saw Gerrera is like a nothing of a character. Yeah, he yeah, might as well yeah, not be yeah. even named Saw Gerrera. He's just this weird drooling idiot yeah. on Jeddah who's fucking he's shit up yeah. for yeah. the sake he's of all, fucking it he's up. He's all fucking yeah. uh, but, but, little but, shop of horse with his gas yeah. mask. But, but aside from it, like I'm not even worried about that. What I'm worried about is that you've got this fascist empire that is about to crush out all hope in the galaxy. The rebels themselves feel almost hopeless. And the people that are supposed to be, you know, speaking for the people and helping the people out are too worried with doing it the right way as opposed to just fucking doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. And that ends up feeling really resonant to me. I'm watching right. an entire room full of people who are seeing doom on the horizon and cannot get their shit together enough to actually mount a They defense. need a general right. riotist to say, fuck it, we're yeah. picking up, we're going to fight. Well, yeah. Yeah. But that's what's interesting. But I think Conley has a point yeah. uh, here very much in the sense that when you get... Because you're right, the, the battle is meant to be the thing where everybody kind of... everybody They go break off, do their own thing, and then everybody galvanizes around that. Mm-hmm. The problem is... 
is that is there there's no clear moment during that where you see yeah. people galvanize. Yeah. Yes. They just all start showing up fighting. Yeah, if there had exactly. been a moment where you'd seen a character uh, like that General Draven, mm -hmm. suddenly you see him change his stripes during that scene, that might yeah. have yeah. sold that idea. I think the, the, the closest you get to that yeah. moment is you get Mon Moth and smiling like, this isn't exactly how I wanted it to work, but it fucking worked. And then she yeah. talks to Bale and Bale's like, okay. We're no, gonna... no, 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 the moment I'm talking is after that. Yeah, oh, after it's that when the comms yeah. guy comes running out and Chopper comes rolling and she by. does a kind of like tiny tiny smile and goes okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like yeah. that the comms guy was kind of like a, a low key character in the background of like um, the Hunt for Red October yeah. like the guy who hears something yeah. and runs down the hall to tell uh, tell his superiors yeah, yeah. Radis is going ham yeah <laughs> Moth was like ah I do like well now I guess we gotta go fight don't we guys that's <laughs> not General Radis I like him just the fact that he says oh fine fuck it I just yeah. wanna fight let's go like yeah yeah can I ask what everybody thought of uh, Krennic? Because I liked Krennic as a character a lot. Mm -hmm. I thought mm -hmm. the fact that he was a weasel who was in over his head, who kept getting sent yeah. on errands to clean up his shit, yeah. was kind of hilarious yeah. and comical. I liked oh, yeah, it too. Definitely. I liked it yeah. too. He was a uh, he was um like I said, he's like total incompetent, overcompensating. Like yeah, greasy. I liked it. Yeah. People yeah. are complaining yeah. that he's yeah. a one dimensional, snidely whiplash villain. I'm uh, like, have you seen Star Wars? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe compared to the rest of like some of the emotional stuff that the other good guys are going on throughout the film, he's just one dimensional. He just doesn't have all this complicated backstory and things he's fighting for. He wants but power. Yeah, I just, power. I just love that like his power is constantly being taken away from him, and he's just like, no, I fucking want it. Yeah, I want it. <laughs> I think the, the, uh, Ben Mendelsohn, he was great as that character. Yeah. And just, I, like, I, th yeah, I think he it's, lost it's... steam for a couple reasons. One, like, once well, he starts... Tarkin well, that's the thing. Like, once he starts getting kneecapped, it's just him sort of on a parallel track with the Rebels. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. not really antagonizing the Rebels. He's just showing up where the Rebels are already at Chasing because he's trying... Yeah, because he's trying to mop up his Which own... Which is a weird model. thing that he just happened... They all that happen to go to the same planet <laughs> yeah. at the so, end. So, I mean, yeah. so that... So, he kind of, like, he starts strong. And his oiliness lasts. It slicks all the way to the final uh -huh. reel, which is great. But I think part of the reason he diminishes because most of his conflict is directly against uh, a CGI <laughs> recreation <laughs> yeah. of a 20-year-old dead man whose mouth won't stop sliding all over the front yeah. of his face. But they can't get mouths and teeth right. I don't know. Eyes a little bit. Yeah. Leia's eyes at the end threw me off. Leia, she's Leia, a little glassy Leia's eye. mouth, does, they just didn't get the mouths to work right. And it's something yeah. you get used to as the film goes on. Yeah. yeah. And on second view, it gets a little bit easier to sort of swallow. Like, okay, all right, I'm... I'm if he was yeah. not standing next to an actual human yeah. being whose mouths made the movements matching the sounds coming out yeah. of it, then you wouldn't have a problem. But the problem is he's standing right next to a live human being. It talks to him. Yeah. And then his mouth... Well, Tarkin's against the glass. I'm thinking, oh, that's clever. You can see, like, yeah. the, it's actually... All I thought that was going to be it. Then yeah. he turns around, and, like, I'm like, what am I looking at for a moment? Because I'm like, I mean, it's good enough Tarkin that I'm like, that's really good. Yeah. But it's also... Well, it's, it's, still, it's not going <laughs> to... It looks like a really good video game. Yeah. Exactly. It, it doesn't... Like, I, I would have way preferred... And I thought the same thing, that for First, they have him, his back turned, and you see his reflection. I'm like, oh, that's clever. Yeah, like, exactly. That's, yeah, that's a good way so to do it. So I, uh, I think yeah. that it would have been a lot better to keep his appearance a little more brief. Yeah. Just do that. It's elegant. And then you know who that is. You know yeah. it's Tarkin. Yeah. Like, yeah. that would be For, good. Well, there was a rumor going around a while ago that they were, they were working on a CG Tarkin, and I thought, oh, they won't, like, do full-on, like, CG, like, actor. They'll just have him, like, in a hologram or something. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So I was, I, that's what I was uh, expecting mm -hmm. in this movie. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. and that would have been, like, I saw David, uh, David Ehrlich, uh, he's a really good film critic, suggest, I don't know why they just didn't have him off-site 
and communicating and threatening Krennic yeah. via hologram the entire time. And then yeah. at the very end, after Krennic's done all of his fucking he up, he steps in. Yeah. yeah, he's like, "Well, I guess I'm commandeering this battle station yeah. now because you can't handle it." Yeah, and then he shows up with Vader, like, "No, Vader will handle the fleet. I'll go ahead and take over this mm-hmm. Death Star yeah, project yeah. now." Jimmy and I were talking and saying that it would have been nice if they had, like, yeah, had a, a brief scene with his reflection or something, mm-hmm. done a thing where he's in hologram, and then save all of that for like the very end you can have one shot of Tarkin when he does like fire one ready that's what I was going to say it's like when he put all of that resources into one quick really good shot yeah Mm -hmm. Um, because I think that the the Leia shot was more successful because they kept it short it was Mm -hmm. short she wasn't walking around she wasn't (laughs) doing a lot of moving she said like one tiny line so you only saw her weird mouth for a second like clutch cargo yeah yeah, yeah. so so she actually covers her mouth with her CGI hand for a second. Yeah. So, so it was much yeah. more successful the than, the, than the extended Tarkin stuff. Yeah. So I think yeah. that if they had done something similar with Tarkin and been a little bit indirect about it and then saved it for like yeah. one good shot at the end. Hanging on Leia for a second though, like I'm, I'm kind of surprised they're so adverse to casting just kind of lookalikes yeah. nowadays. Mm-hmm. Because oh. someone, you, I think you tweeted out that picture of Millie Bobby Brown next to a, a young Carrie Fisher. I was like, oh, like, there are people out there that look similar enough yeah. to young people. You could have found say. a Tarkin I clone. I, yeah. I didn't know why, like, because in episode three, we've got that actor who looks somewhat like Tarkin, who's a younger Tarkin. Yeah, they put that Frankenstein makeup on Mike, there. what were you going to say? I will say I agree that Tarkin is not 100% convincing. I will also say I admired the shit out of the attempt. Yeah. Like yeah. That oh, was, no, that was one of the special tilt. effects things well, I've ever seen. It's not even a cameo. He's a character in the film. He's, yeah, he's got yeah. like, he's got 20 lines yeah. about... 20, he's got more yeah. than Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith just shows up <laughs> saying, yeah. hey, I've got a kid. Oh, oh, that was another... The initial... Like Bail Organa showing up was a little weird. Yeah, because yeah. the first I the, the, yeah, no, the, Which... the first time he shows up, there's like kind of a musical cue, and he just like steps forward mm. and says nothing. <laughs> 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 he just kind of like walks up. And, like, mm. I was so I worried that like, that was the okay. only time we were gonna yeah. see yeah. him, and I was like, oh, that's a waste. Yeah. Although yeah. when he shows up again, yeah. he's like. I gotta do stuff that's... I have to go to Alderaan to die. No, that's, that's fine. Yeah. Like, when he shows yeah. up later, they should have just kept it with the stuff later. Yeah, yeah. Like, have a nice little reveal and then him going into talking. Because him just showing up and standing there was a little weird. I did see people have already gotten confused because later on he conflates two tie-in things where he's talking about, oh, I've got a friend on Tatooine I can talk to. Yeah. And then he turns around his next line and is like, oh, I trust her with my life. Some people are like... Does that mean that Ahsoka's no, alive on Tatooine? No, 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 they're uh, complaining him talk- is like, yeah. you, can you contact your old friend? And he's like, oh, the Jedi? Yeah. And he's then he's like, yeah. she says to send someone and send someone you trust. But there's a deeply unfortunate 1% like, of the oh, people yeah, who've tr- seen that. I trust her with my life. So yeah. he's talking about, about sending Leia. Leia. I know, but if you're not paying attention. Yeah. 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 It's like, come on. Well, I will say, too, here's a good question for the group about Tarkin. Yeah. If you did, because we all went in knowing we were going to get this, right? I wasn't if, quite sure. But I, I wasn't. if you didn't know anything about Peter Cushing, mm-hmm. didn't know anything about Star Wars, yeah. I am going to say this. I'll bet a casual viewer would be fooled by that effect. I That's think so. Not no, my... It's, it's absolutely not. Like, it, 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 it's uh, way You'd too apparent su- that that person is CG. It's the way the yeah. light reflects. It's yeah. just... It's just... I will say that there's going to be, because I already know there are, a bunch of people who had no idea. But I don't think it has anything to do with the familiarity of, of Peter Cushing or Star Wars in general. I just think they are people who don't, like, 
critically observe special effects. Like, yeah. you throw something up on screen, and they're just going to buy it. There are some people, and God, I wish I was one of them. There are some <laughs> yeah. people who just, like, you put it up on the screen, and if it's, like, 75% of the way there, they'll just automatically yeah. fill in the rest like, of the 25, it and it won't, it won't even occur no, to them. this is going yeah. to trick some people. Yeah, no, it's going to trick It's going to trick a few people, yeah. but I don't think it has anything oh, no, there's to do gonna with be, knowing. I feel bad for the people in the middle ground are going to, like, why was the CGI man there who don't yeah. know Star Wars? Yeah. 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 Why is it weirded me out? Is, is it Gollum? They, they, they had they had stand-in actors. He yeah. They had stand-in actors he performing got the lines, um, and I didn't understand why they had to replace the entire head. Yeah, that's yeah. what they did. Yeah. They replaced the entire head. Yeah. Like replace everything from the mouth. Up, because yeah, the, act, the actor they got to do Tarkin sort of has Peter Cushing's facial structure yeah. enough that if you just left his mouth and his chin alone and did the digital makeup yeah. for the rest of his head, yeah, that you would have sold people. Yeah. You would have yeah. sold people one hundred percent. But for whatever reason, they replaced the entire well, fucking it. head. It's yeah. weird too because with the Han Solo movie coming out in two years, yeah. they're already going to set a precedent of some characters we're going to recast. Because mm-hmm. I saw people yeah. last night. People are now worried because now they think they saw this movie. And I've seen the people online already going, "Oh my god, are they just going to digitally place Harrison Ford's face over uh, no. Erlen Reich's face?" I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. no. don't." But it's going to be weird. We're going to have these Star Wars anthology movies where some characters are resurrected through CGI. Some of them are going to be just, "Oh, well, yeah. now he just looks like." Uh, community. Well, and what or, I like, yeah. what I like is talking about these technical aspects because that distracts me from the ethical aspects, <laughs> where we're yeah. resurrecting long dead men for no other reason but adhering to fictional continuity. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for you to resurrect Peter Cushing in a computer, save for I want my continuity to work. Mm-hmm. Like that seems. I don't. I don't know if that's a good enough reason. To bring someone back from the fucking dead. And I was very curious to see how it was going to be credited. Was it going to be Peter Cushing as? I see he gets, he gets the estate thanks. of... Yeah, he gets like a special mm-hmm. thanks. Yeah, oh, but... they paid the estate. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, but I was kind of... Because, well, that's... In the 90s, when they had, like, Humphrey Bogart show up on uh, Tales from the Crypt, yeah. and they had, like, Gene... Gene uh, was it Gene Autry or whatever show up in a Coke commercial? They were yeah. like, in the future, we're just simply going to credit the, those actors, even though it's just, like, a mm. badly photoshopped still picture of the guy's face on some stunt double. But yet, that's not really that actor representing yeah, that. They're weird. not making those... It's really weird. It's kind yeah, of a weird... Yeah, this weird. is... this. Is, it's interesting it that we're in that Tron kind of like era. No, it wasn't. Like, no, no, that's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. But it's interesting, because at least in Tron uh, Legacy, that was another actor who's still part of the production yeah. who mm. could give... We're talking about a dead guy who's been dead for 20 yeah. years. Yeah. yeah, this is... it's it's It really is a different it's kind weird. of thing. Mike, as a technical, as just a fan of special effects and, and the audacity of trying that, I have to say, you brought up how much better it looked than Tron Legacy. Tron Legacy is only five years ago, yeah. and this is probably... Ten at least ten times more convincing. Absolutely. Five yeah. years from now, we're not going to be able to tell anymore. Yeah. Well, I don't know. No, we'll I, I, I mean, I thought we'd be a little bit closer than we were based on Ant Man and I, yeah, because uh, that stuff is great. Yeah, I, I just saw Ant Man last night, and my my one of my housemates didn't even realize. No, I, I didn't like, realize for ten. That's what threw me so so hard. It's like it didn't even occur to me to question what I was looking at. Yeah, and yeah. it was like I I think I counted to ten. Like I was like. Holy shit! This is a special effect I'm looking at. Yeah. And that's what fucked me up yeah. with Ant Man. I was like, I didn't even stop to question the reality yeah. of what I was looking at. That never happened with Tarkin. Tarkin turned around, and I was like, Oh, they did this really well. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, stop, yeah. stop, <laughs> talking. Yeah. stop talking. You can see the budget get eaten every time you move. It's just like, yeah. Oh god, that was twenty thousand dollars. For just like one money shot like, yeah. toward the end, like yeah. a, like a turn, and then yeah, like one yeah. line. Yeah, and yeah. when you, and when you go back and when you rewatch it, it's gonna stand out to you that they they were trying to protect for it. 
there's more than a few scenes where you're just looking at Ben Mendelsohn react yeah. to, mm-hmm. to that Tarkin impersonation off screen. Yeah. And Tarkin starts to talk and then immediately turns his head. Like, they protect for it. Yeah. But they actually, they, they went. They shot for the moon. And God bless them for shooting the moon. They but did pretty good. They, did, they, did they got close. Yeah. They, they, got, close. they got close. Yeah. But it's not it's not quite there. Like the moon landing, though, close is still very far away <laughs> from what your actual target is. still leads like. to three dead astronauts. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, um, we, we've, we've, uh, we've talked about some of the stuff that didn't quite work, which I think is actually really important because uh, the stuff that does work mm-hmm. works, works so yes. fucking. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this controversial statement, and I want to see what you guys think. Okay. okay. Uh, I tweeted it yesterday, um, and I had some people uh, bristle just at the mere uh, blasphemy of what I was going to suggest. I'm ready to fight? Oh, okay. No. <laughs> but but keep this in mind. I'm old. I was round when it first hit, so I'm acutely aware of the impact, both emotionally and viscerally. But I'm fairly confident in saying this. Oh, I know what you're going to say. The last half hour of this film is the best half hour of the Star Wars films. Hmm. The the ending of this film Mm -hmm. beats the ending of every other Star Wars film. It is is more impactful, it is better edited, has a better space battle, and a better ground battle than Return of the Jedi. Uh, Okay, so I'm going to agree with you on the uh, space battle stuff. Yeah. That's the best space battle of any Star Wars. Yes. It was great. Which even that, even space, that yeah. I felt weird saying. Yeah. Like, I, I, when I was on Full of Sith, I think I sort of, like, pushed Brian away. Like, Brian <laughs> said, that was the best space battle. I was like, hold on. Let's yeah. give that some time. And then, yeah. It turns out a series called yeah. Star Wars. When yeah. you're making that statement, yeah. you're making yeah, the statement. It right, turns yeah. out the time I needed him to give me <laughs> yeah. was all of, like, 45 minutes. Because almost as soon as we were done with the show, I was like, no, fuck, I don't know why I'm fronting. He's what right. I, what I, what I, <laughs> the only thing I uh, disagree with you on yeah. is um, you made a comment about the emotional impact being greater than the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I disagree with you on that. That's the one I'm getting the most pushback. Right, right. Yeah. But I agree that mm. it's the best space battle. Mm. The ground battle was amazing. Yeah. Um, loved all of that. Yeah, emotional impact, I think, is a little more know. subjective. I, yeah. I don't think emotionally it tops Ray fucking grabbing that lightsaber. Yeah. Ooh, that moment is there are specific note. moments yeah. like, it that, doesn't top. That is yeah. just yeah. through the roof. For but me. I'm just I'm just talking about the way that that last half hour, the climax, is is just sewed yeah. together, stitched up tight. That's I think if you're comparing the last thirty minutes of all films. Yeah, this, this is it. This is, this is it. This I has the best ending. I think mm-hmm. it could have a little more punch. I was really, I man, this sounds stupid because I'm like I was before talking about how I wish there was less Vader in the film. I'm kind of surprised Vader doesn't take out any of the main heroes. I was, I was really kind of surprised yeah. everyone does get such a good end. Well, I mean, they all yeah. die, but that, at least they all have an ending and it's very yeah. buttoned up they and have, it's very, their, their, very nice. I thought, I thought, I was at that whole thing because they set up. Uh, uh, Krennic says, "Hey, tell Tark and tell Vader shit's going down," and I was mm-hmm. expecting like the fucking pilot. Or somebody was just going to be in the middle doing something, and vroom, their head was going to go flying off or something like that. I, Which is funny, because I'm not usually the guy screaming for, I want Darth Vader, kill everybody. See, and that's, but, and that's one of the reasons why I did like, where I was like, oh, Vader's going to show up soon, Vader's going to show up soon. And then at the and then didn't I mean, show, does, didn't show later, up on the planet, yeah. and I was like, oh, oh, Which, oh wow, and, okay, I didn't expect that. But yeah, I, I really didn't expect him, any lightsabers to be popped. That's, like, that's I, where I was at, too. I, I did yeah, not okay. expect that to happen. I was thinking yeah. they might say that, like, when he pulls out that lightsaber, it's for Obi. One. Like that's when that's gonna go down. Yeah, that's what but, I thought. But they did it. I was totally yes, okay Mike. with it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's an, you bring up an interesting point with uh, that, which is I think one of the themes of this movie, and you see especially in Krennic's arc, 
is you see Krennic get basically knocked aside by the more operatic characters in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And a lot of this movie is taking this very grounded situation and slowly replacing bits of it with more operatic material Mm -hmm. in keeping Mm -hmm. with the rest of the trilogy, or less of the series. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know about the emotional impact. I I frankly thought this was the best staged of these battles. I thought it was incredible. There's crazy Um, shit, like individual gags going on in that fight. It's the space battle of Jedi, the Hoth battle of Empire, Happening simultaneously, yeah. being cross-cut, perfect. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they put love, together really well. I, the the reason I have all these notes is because when we went <laughs> to go see it the first night, mm-hmm. uh, I liked the first part of the movie, but I loved the last bit of it so much that I like forgot everything else. Yes. So I had That's... to go back to watch it again and like take all these notes so that I could remember yeah. before the <laughs> like amazing last part of the movie just like wiped everything clean it's, from my brain. Th- that's so, that's yeah. what I've been trying to like so, review this movie. That's how I've been yeah. trying to like state it. So I have these like pages of notes and then the last note on you here. You can do a reading of all those notes. We can close this out on, with. Oh yeah, the last note on here is just everything from explosions on Scarif until the and rules. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my only note for the last. Yeah, the moment like, Krennic's in that tower, it's just boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not. Yeah, I did not expect that. Like last third of the movie, to be like, oh, this, this is so much better than the rest of the movie. I yeah. mean, not to say the the start of it's that's, not good. That's the thing. I don't want to say, like, the last part of the movie redeemed it for me, because yeah. I didn't hate the first part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I liked the first part of the movie, but the last part of the movie was just, like, so good. It, it was so good. The most... yeah. 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 What a good Star Wars movie does, which it yeah. saved its best stuff for the end. Yeah. Yeah. It is just the title alone, Star Wars. That was the uh, that was the most what you think a movie called Star Wars you've never heard of before. Because the, the yeah. space battle, ground battle, yeah. Just, yeah. it was yeah. a fucking... The Rebel fleet, yeah. the, the Rebel fleet just comes, whoa, yeah. and you're like, like I've never seen yeah. that in the Star Wars yeah. before. And then it doesn't, it doesn't stop. Yeah. It doesn't hold yeah. on the shot and then cut yeah. to something else. Like the shot just keeps moving, yeah. and yeah. it never lets you go. And yeah. you're like, holy shit, I, I was, am in I for was, something. Uh, yeah. I was freaking out at the the Star Destroyers crashing into each other because that's oh, something yeah. that I'm like, because when they have the near miss in like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah like, that, that's like, totally the Are they gonna hit each other? No. But then finally to see them like smashing each other. As soon as he got out of the movie, I was telling Jimmy, I can imagine like someone with a toy of the hammerhead yeah, ship <laughs> and like toy of the star like just being like, when the hammerhead ship comes flying in, like I was mom was like, Oh man, that's a really brave sacrifice because I thought that was just a suicide run. They're just gonna impact the Star Destroyer. I realize they're gonna slam into it. Still survive and just go fuck you. <laughs> 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 oh shit! Okay, no, yeah, there, yeah, there are a lot of them. Like, really, yeah. And this is where Gareth Edwards' uh, strength as a director really came, really came through because yeah. these images are so huge and so fucking threatening. Like he mm-hmm. he gets scale on a level mm-hmm. level almost no other director currently working right now gets. So mm-hmm. it's not just that you're seeing something ridiculous happening on screen. It feels like it is about to fall in your lap and send you to the hospital. (laughs) Almost everything in the last half hour of the movie has that feeling that At-At shows up. Like he gives, there are two shots that he pulls off in Godzilla that were just breathtaking as you see them. For all the problems that film had, once it decides it really wants to get into the monster action, Mm -hmm. it delivers. And he does that with the At-Ats showing up. There's a shot from Godzilla that he basically completely replicates one for one, but with an At-At coming through the smoke in the trees. That was so good. Freaks you out. It's it's really fucking disturbing. And then he does it for Vader. When Vader shows up in the hall, there's a scene where Godzilla shows up in the climax, finally, just sort of very slowly striding through the smoke and then shit, shit gets real. He does that with Darth Vader in that hallway. I, love it. I mean, let's let's just get it out of the way. Darth Vader in the hallway 
That was so good. So good. Nobody oh. thought it was coming. That was Nobody so thought. good. Well, because the, do- the there's the light on the door. Yeah. Then the light goes off, and then and you're like, so smoke behind, starts filling so he, in. So well, he's behind the door, smoke, and, then like, the, and then the lightsaber starts, and you're like, no, he's just right there! It's right there! Right there. <laughs> <laughs> thing I like, thing I like. Yeah. Instinct says you're supposed to get a huge statement of the Imperial March right there, right? Yeah. What Giacchino does instead is play into the fact that you are watching Jason Voorhees with yeah. a lightsaber, yep. yeah. and he just yeah. starts dropping pianos from 15 feet up, and choruses are screaming, splashing yeah. up yeah. out of the debris. <laughs> and yeah. all you hear is rebels screaming, uh, and Darth Vader's like, open the door! And that was like that was Darth Vader right. There's yeah. no like wild flipping or anything like that. <laughs> I love like, it's the, the kids movie equivalent yeah. of uh, Hicks opening up the ceiling and seeing the aliens and falling back and then <laughs> shit. I mean that that's a twenty minute sequence. This is just that in miniature of just This was like, not a kids movie. No. We, the, 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 we, Ostensibly it should like, again, so, like but, after yeah. I got out of it like the next day Jimmy and I were talking about it and I came to the sudden realization of like your mom can't watch this. <laughs> yeah. You can't let your mom see this movie. Yeah. It's too dark for her. She loves Star mm-hmm. Wars and like she loves Darth Vader, so she'll want to, but yeah. she can't watch this. That, there's there's yeah. one shot right before Vader starts kicking it where like yeah it's almost almost like a POV you're like looking over one of the guy's shoulders and they're looking into the smoke yeah. and you know what's about to happen but I mm. love the fact that this is one of the few uh, times when like a Star Wars prickle thing will work where like you know what's about to happen and they don't because they live in that universe and they've never mm. seen Darth Vader in action before but just like when you're like oh my god just if, if you knew what I knew you'd be running but you're not and it's yeah. yeah. a Jason Voorhees thing where like yeah. you assholes and like they don't know any better well, but and, and, oh, and, that, and that's sort of like a microcosm of how the film itself uh, packs its own punch yeah. because mm. you know probably within like the first 10-15 minutes just sort of the film is kind of telegraphing at you like no they really are just going to go ahead and wipe everyone out mm. yeah. nobody is getting out of here alive but it's the the fact that you know that doesn't mean that it has to be flat dramatically, which is typically the problem with any sort of prequel. I know where they're gonna go, so why why am I gonna get invested? Well, it's it's the how, it's not yeah. the what. And this movie is very much about spelling out the how of things happen and yeah. making you feel Definitely. how that happens. And I think that's sort of why it yeah. feels more emotionally impactful uh, for me. Why why I decided to to to, to plant my flag there mm-hmm. and take the abuses they love. Okay, you're going one step too far there, Hobbit. Um, is because <laughs> while Jedi's emotion is very acute, it's very much poured very, very solely into Luke, mm-hmm. and sort of partially Anakin, but mostly Luke. It's Luke's victory, and and I think this film ends up being a little bit more emotionally powerful because it's more spread out. Well, it's more democratic if, 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 with yeah, with if, yeah, it like sacrifices yeah, and it, stuff. It, yeah, yeah, it gives them. It gives a whole bunch of people very hero proper send offs. Yeah. yeah, they get a whole you get a whole bunch of hero uh, moments. It's a much wider scope of the emotional impact. So the fact that it's not as acute as Luke's, but it's almost as powerful, but yeah. spread out across five or six people, I think the cumulative effect as the film is wrapping up, as the rhythm of it keeps building and building, and you keep cutting back from one battle mm-hmm. to another, and then you're seeing these endings come, like the cumulative effect of all that, I think, ends up knocking on your ass a little bit stronger I... than Luke and Vader on the, on the Death Star. I was about to say that um, I, I didn't get to know the characters enough in one movie to have yeah. that impact. 
Um, but then when I think about it, like, I think back to something like Force Awakens, and that was only one movie. Yeah. yeah. But by the end of that movie, I'm, like, crying. and like, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> so so I think um, we just didn't get enough time with each of the characters, mm-hmm. maybe, See, for me to, like, really feel from... that, that punch. I, yeah. I, I hate to say it, yeah. but I would have gladly cut out the Vader house stuff if it meant, like, that extra five minutes could have been just more character interactions No, I want stuff. that part. <laughs> 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 it would have been great. Extended cut on the Blu-ray. Vader's house was a little bit silly, but I would cut this. I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, I would enrich the main characters over yeah. just I fan think, fiction. I think overall, it, the earlier part could have used yeah. some trimming. Yeah. Um, or yeah. something. It's yeah. Like, yeah, you could have. Well, yeah. I also gotta admit that I'm a I'm a sucker for uh, Giacchino's uh, emotional music. And that's what that's that's another choice that he makes. I thought it was a bold choice for him to not rely on Imperial March for Vader's rampage. Mm-hmm. And he went full on lost season three in that last reel. He did. Like, well, yeah. Let's do Star Destroyer. Slam it together. It's the pling. No, there's no piano. You yeah. said that before. No, it's no, no, no. No, listen to the soundtrack. Um, there's no. There, it, there's. Hurley flies there. out of the wreckage of the yeah. Star Destroyers. Yeah. It's not no piano, pain. but I actually <laughs> did really like that. I had this talk with Jimmy last night. I I didn't hate the score. Yeah. I liked the score for the most part. I think that it did its job. It was a serviceable score. Yeah. There were only two parts where it started to kind of step on the movie for me and kind of like take me out of it in a way I didn't like and that was um, one was when Jin was climbing the like data yeah. Bank thing, and it starts just doing two notes over and over and going like, dun, 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 dun. like I didn't like Loud. that. <laughs> I mean music. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't like that. And, and then the other was um, at the end. I think that kind of soft music that was playing. Yeah. Um, it was very appropriate for what was happening on the ground, mm-hmm. and not appropriate for what was happening. See, that's why it shows up in space, though. So, yeah, that's kind so, of weird. Yeah. I, I, I like that contrast, though. I, I, I like that. Every, yeah, like you, it's, yeah. it's sort of lays this musical bed like this is the end like, You're, every, yeah. everyone's gonna go like, to sleep like in that, 10 minutes that moment when Vader's ship comes in and like slams yeah. into the other ships was awesome but the music is so like that it was just this kind of like I don't know I, li- I like I that contrast I like yeah. the devastator just yeah. and the music is still like this is a funeral you guys yeah. like Vader showing mm-hmm. up to drive by the funeral while that music's playing just makes everything just a little bit more mournful I liked I liked yeah. that contrast because Giacchino is basically telling you as everyone's getting their ending and I think mm-hmm. that's partially again why the emotions work a, I mean it's this is a funeral you guys this is the best yeah. possible well, funeral good at a, that stuff. I think it's a taste thing I'm yeah. not saying yeah. it's oh, like yeah. bad it just it wasn't to my to my well, that score was was. I mean, I, it's weird because I've, we've been talking about the score a lot, and oh, yeah. and uh, one of the things that I would say about it is, I feel like I can't even evaluate it by the standards of a normal Giacchino score mm-hmm. because I mean, I think that guy's done some amazing work. I think The Incredibles is one of the best animation oh, yeah, scores ever. Absolutely. Oh yeah, no, he does. Um, you know, and I love. I actually really like his Star Trek work, but the thing is, is that he had. Uh, for podcast listeners who don't know this. He replaced Alexander Desplat uh, uh, late in the game. He yeah. had 30 days to write this entire score, yeah. right, and, and get it recorded. Yeah, and wow. and the thing is, is that I, I mean, the fact that <laughs> yeah, I've done yeah, it Jesus. all is amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I do think it, it. He does rely on some of his old tricks, which is you know the ostinato has yeah. the dun 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 dun, you know, for action mm-hmm. cues. Dun 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 Everyone's saying it sounds like Star Trek, essentially. Yeah, just telling you that it'd be excited. Yeah, but. So it doesn't have the elegance or the stick-in-your-craw melodies or any of the sweep, maybe, of a Williams score mm-hmm. uh, or sophistication. But the thing is, is that he did come out of that. I mean, 
frankly, despite that, he came out with a couple of good licks. I, think I like Krennic's little theme. I like yeah. his little little half-assed Imperial March of his. Yeah. And I like the da, way da, that he da, tried... Da, da. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also like that he tried something that, uh, I, yeah, frankly, he, no one would have blamed him if he just leaned on William's themes yeah. and gotten it done in a good, yeah. sturdy hurry and done a crowd-pleaser. He actually tried to do something. I don't think it's 100% successful, but he tried to do this thing that Williams did in the prequels where he half-developed a theme that would then pay off later yeah. in the next film. Mm -hmm. No, And I think when you listen to the soundtrack, and it's I've been looping it, and I I was talking to Bill before everyone showed up. I was like, I'm I'm the odd man out on this one. I remember last year when we did the Force Awakens one. You guys were very happy with the score, and I was like, eh. <laughs> and this time it's reversed. Yeah. Like I'm I'm into this. I'm like, no no no. There's stuff going on in the background. You'll if you listen to it. If if you listen to it on the soundtrack, divorced from the movie, you're gonna hear these things coming in and out yeah. of it. And maybe you won't. But I'm definitely catching little things where like what he's doing to nod to Williams is stuff like uh, like those ostinatos. Like, the, he's got those little moments that sound... And I think that's partially why the uh, the opening logo, the Rogue One logo, yeah. is throwing people. Because a lot of his choices musically are like Star Wars, two steps to the left. Yes. And that title yeah, is very... Absolutely. Like, you hear that, ba ba, and you're expecting... Da, 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 da. And what he gives you is this different melody entirely, and your brain goes... Are, we trying, to, are we trying to avoid uh, fucking copyright here? Why are you doing yeah. that? And that's not like a car commercial that's trying to rip off Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and then, but when you hear it in in context of the the score itself, it makes sense more. Like you hear it as James Dean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like with on the violins and he starts mm -hmm. doing variations the on it, part. building that bridge to Star yeah. Wars. I, the fact know. that Charon Emily's theme was just this lone kazoo <laughs> that was <laughs> fucked up, especially his death scene. Uh, we yeah. got to talk about. Donnie Yen fucking kicking ass. Oh my god. Yeah, they, should, so great. they should let yeah. him make a kung fu movie. <laughs> someday. One of these oh, days. Yeah. Yeah. He'll get his chance someday. But Man. just when he's fucking using that one stormtrooper repeatedly as a human shield. Oh, <laughs> catching really every shot. They really do let him get Eep Man a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. no. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Good. I actually just I really like actually his performance too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, I really like it got a little bit much with the I'm the force, the force is with me. Gets a little like, okay, kung I was let's I was annoyed with him with everyone else when he was in jail. Like, come down a little bit, man. But like, in the I like. He got the best joke in the movie, and if, as far as I'm concerned, with like, are you kidding me? I'm already blind. Yeah, I that thought that was. I got a giggle at both of the showings. Yeah. Right That's there. so yeah. stupid. Well, okay, but if we're gonna talk about someone stealing the movie, it's Tudyk. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, I think the four great performances in this are Krennic. Tudyk and uh, and Bays and Chirrut. Yeah, uh, they, those are the great characters in this. Well, mm -hmm. I think I think actually like Mads Mikkelsen did an incredible job. Like if if he hadn't done as good as he did in this movie, yeah, the scene where he's the that hologram, hologram dump would not have worked. But yeah. he delivered. That scene yeah. should absolutely have not had any emotional it content to and, it. And it was very, it was very touching. Yeah. I, I think yeah, Mads Mikkelsen was a really great choice in that he has a coldness that feels right for someone who would have been working with the Empire, like, be an Imperial yeah. scientist yeah. or, mm -hmm. like, engineer or, like, all this kind of thing. But there's this kind of, like, tiny little, like, hidden warmth behind it that, like, gives <laughs> mm -hmm. it the right believability that he would have, like, defected and be trying to protect his family and, like, yeah. do all this stuff. Yeah. He was, like, very, very right for that role in, like, uh, yeah, anyone else could have easily made it fall really flat or been really, really yeah. boring. But yeah, so yeah. he did great, and yeah, he did a really good job. K2, it's... Alan Tudyk just like, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. stole it. The thing it's that was genius about Tudyk's performance in that is how much he threw it away. Like, he, there was never, he didn't, he was in the Anthony Daniels neighborhood of making a lot of sarcastic rejoinders, mm -hmm. but there was, like, more of a, 
low-key fatigue or something to the way yeah. he did it. Yeah. I, I'm not sure I'm describing this right, but... A little bit he, of um, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah, he yeah actually, he wasn't yeah. his, uh, he wasn't yes. just like... He wasn't, he wasn't a sass mouth. Yeah, he yeah. was just kind of like. Meh. Well, that was part of the, part of the character. They so yeah. matter of fact, like, congratulations, you're being rescued. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just you know what? Actually, Did you know from, that was me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll close the shields and then annihilate us in the cold darkness from of space. A design yeah. perspective, not me. Yeah, yeah. I can survive in space. Yeah. One thing, his exactly. death was amazing because he never portrays any kind of pain or emotion. No. He's just like, hey guys, bam, bam. Hey, oh, be yeah. sure you get out here, bam, bam. You can do if you do this, bam, bam. And he just slowly. Yeah. He doesn't have yeah. any wise words. No, it starts. It starts to wind. Yeah, it's like you're watching the family pet in a Star Wars film. Yeah. Like, if, if, yeah. I've, I've always <laughs> talked about the, the the most emotionally wrecking moment in any of the future films is going to be if they ever have the you know the the stones to do it is if they ever actually kill three PO and or R two. Like if they, <laughs> if they ever put two shots in R two, that's going to ruin people. And this is the closest oh, we've God. ever gotten to yeah. that so far. We actually saw the 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 sassy helper droid catch a bad one mm -hmm. on screen, and th when he says. Climb, climb. Those. Yeah. That's when waterworks begin. Yeah. I've seen it yeah. happen. I heard it happen. Uh, don't tell me it didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like that. Yeah. That's that's when the funeral begins. Yeah. Yes. That's him saying is he climb. The first and one, is he the first one to really go out? He's the first one to go. I'm sure it's the first of the humans to go. But yeah. Uh, yeah. When when uh, when yeah, that is definitely kind of the beginning of the end. Mm. But when Bodhi dies is yeah. when everyone's like, we're fucked. Yeah. Not yeah. getting uh, out of well, here. Well, he's, yeah. he's the one who gets yeah. kind of the surprising death because yeah. he's almost like mid sentence, just like, okay, I did the thing. What's going? Bodhi feels especially unfair. Fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Going into the movie, I wasn't a hundred percent sure that they would kill everybody. Mm -hmm. But as soon as K two went down, I was like, "All right, nobody." Yeah. Has uh, I just want to point out a little design thing they did with K two that they've never done with the droid before is the fact that he has eyes that move within his eye sockets, which yeah, yeah. given despite which is nice because he's so stiff and inhuman. But it gives him a little bit like you can see a little bit of the ghost of Tudic in there. Just yeah. those kind of reactions, like he'll be sitting piloting, he's gonna giving someone a side eye. Yeah, it adds just enough of the humanity that makes the rest of the character work and stuff. Yeah, yeah. which is really, really nice. Of her using that against you. Yeah, <laughs> high. Very, very high. high. Yeah. Actually, the deaths that got me were actually the K2SO's death was very yeah. sad. It sort of did set a tone of mm -hmm. like, God, these guys are not, never gonna give up. Yeah. And then and but they're you know and then but the one that killed me actually I loved. When uh, Donnie Yen is yeah. taking his staff and just going, the force is with me, and like shots are going off all around yeah. him, yeah. and then the effect that the bravery of that, and then the effect it has on Bayes yeah. just yeah. killed me. It was a teeny bit uh, like the the like my name is Inigo Montoya kind yeah. of like yeah. getting yes. shot and stuff, yeah. but like still just going forward and being like, no, yeah. I'm one with the force. The force is with me. <laughs> Yeah, I love Bayes yeah. in general. I love the fact that that actor, who by the way is, I guess, a, f a famous um, director mm -hmm. of his yeah. own. No, we uh, were talking before we went mm -hmm. into the theater, and I was like, "This is essentially the Star Wars equ equivalent of Spielberg getting uh, Truffaut for for Close Encounters." Mm -hmm. That's basically what they did with Bayes Malbus. Yeah, the phys mm -hmm. physicality of Bayes, I loved. I loved the fact that when everybody else would be in a scene getting all stressed out, Bayes was always like lying back. Well, he's always like just never shuttle. moving. He's the one who lies yeah. back in the shuttle door, just yeah. kind of like ah oh, fuck. <laughs> I, I loved yeah. all his body language and the way he used his giant uh, hulking form in the film to just be kind of this this creature of great stillness yeah. uh, yeah. in everything. And he cuts a great. Oh. Oh, go ahead, Bill. I was just saying, he cuts a great uh, contrast in silhouette because he's got the big hulking canister on his back. Yeah. To Chimway, who's the slim guy with the little yeah. bamboo sword. Has this opened like, in China yet? No, it has not. It'll open okay. in like January. I think second weekend of January. Yeah. I, I have to like 
think that this is going to do better than Force Awakens. It, I, I would imagine it is not just because it's got two, uh, you know, well-loved Chinese uh, superstars in it, uh, but because they are more or less like the heart of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the, the, the spiritual mm-hmm. centering of the film is those two characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, they don't get much of an arc. It's a, it's a very slight arc. It's kind of a hump. Again, yeah, because yeah. Oh, they don't really get to interact with anyone else. They yeah, just exactly. kind of show up and but, have but their the, two bits. The, but but yeah. the strength of their interacting with each other is so yeah. warm. It radiates out yeah. and, and sort of warms the rest of the film up. So, I mean, like when like you were mentioning uh, the Inigo Montoya thing for, yeah. for Baze, but it also felt like Chirrut. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason that uh, his death is so affecting is because imagine if uh, Inigo gets the six-fingered man turns around and immediately gets stabbed in the chest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how that scene plays. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh my god, he made it. The force really is with boom. Yeah. 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 Like, that's that sucks a lot of air out of the room. You yeah. hear gasps before the tears start coming again. Like, that, yeah. I think that's why I keep coming back to the idea that it might be a little more emotionally powerful, because I never heard anyone cry like that at any screening of Return of the Jedi. No one cried at any of our screenings. Yeah. I didn't. And I, 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 I'm a big wuss. I yeah. cry at like, <laughs> movies. I will well. cry, and I did not cry at this movie. Okay. So. I did love the fact also that the movie had the uh, had created a fascinating character in uh, in in Chirrut that you don't know if he ever actually had force powers. Yeah, all he what? has is faith. That's all mm-hmm. you know he has. You never find out if he's just maybe he's just really good at fighting. Yeah, it's really weird because like yeah, I don't know. Like, even looking up online, no one seems to understand exactly where the hell he came from because a lot of people were wondering if he's is he. A, was he once a Jedi? Like if Padawan? Was I don't he know. I don't right? know. He can't. He can't. If you make yeah. him an actual Force user, a, a knowledgeable Force user, I think that ruins his character. Although, but then yeah. how does he know that Jen's got a kyber I crystal? I think he might be like Force sensitive. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, you, well technically, he, technically he, everyone's Force sensitive yeah. in yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. If, if, yeah. if you if you suggest that he actually has Jedi training or was at one time a Jedi, I think yeah. it sort of breaks his character. Then you need, would be like, why didn't he just Force pull? Yes. Yeah. You need him to be someone who believes very strongly. You need him to be like, you know, someone who because the strength of his faith that makes his character and so... Yeah. The, no, that's that's the point. It's exactly, they were yeah. like protecting the temple and the kyber crystals so yeah. he can sense her necklace. Are they selling Jin's kyber crystal necklace anywhere? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> some people have yeah. been like, well, maybe he grew up after the Clone Wars. No, not really because he's he's actually, if that character is the same age as the as Donnie Yen, the character, uh, the, the guy who portrays him, he's actually about the same age Obi-Wan is supposed to be. Because yeah, he would have been 30 years old at the start of the Clone yeah, Wars and stuff. Yeah. So, what I like to think is that like uh, the, the Temple of the Wills on, on Jeddah yeah. was probably just abandoned a long time ago and he just took it upon himself. He's like, I like this place. I'm going to protect it. And no, I think it was a protector beforehand. I th- they're oh, basically yeah. Ronin. Well, so, yeah. some yeah. people yeah. are thinking that he's a temple guardian that, like you saw in he like, was. Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars, where he had armor and stuff like that. No, oh, no, so no, that no, that's what some, That's no. what I'm saying. People, that's what well, people that, are misinterpreting. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. So that's, yeah. And that's so the, the fuckers with the yellow lightsabers. That's they what they're guard, saying. They guard Jedi temples. These guys just guard where the Kyber Crystal Caves are. Yeah. And only Jedi know where those are. So they're just like a safeguard at the last. Yeah. 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 But I like the idea that he just took it upon himself. Just like I'm self-appointed. Like no one, there's no actual Jedi here, but like I believe enough the Force, so I'm gonna try to protect this place, and that's that's yeah, such a huge part of that character. I also enjoyed the idea uh, on Jedi of I like the fact that Saw was kind of a weird character that didn't really do much with him. I think they added that that tentacle scene to make him seem that more of sinister. Yeah. yeah. Because the but I loved the general idea behind that, which is that there was this basically terror cell of <laughs> this far more aggressive 
uh, cell of the rebellion that the rest of the rebels were like, uh, yeah, that I, guy, I those guys are going their a little too shitty far cantina. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, there was a like nasty looking dude toilet in there. So gross. Yeah. Yeah. That was, like, they were making like, they were like, decrepit head tails. No, yeah. actually, uh, that guy, that is That's the, based that, off a whole piece of, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. the original uh, design for Bib Fortuna. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, it looked He was like supposed it. to look more skeletal, but like they really couldn't. I like that they were playing hologram chess, but they didn't have hologram yeah. And they were playing with like like dolls, and, 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 and that's that's another yeah, thing. the hot funny. toys figures yeah, of those holographic yeah. characters. And that's yeah. another thing I think green, I like about this film uh, is that it sort of signals not only the funeral at the end, but it's sort of like it signals basically the end of raiding the old toy box. There are so many things that Force Awakens pulled from uh, unused concept ideas, mm, uh, yeah. story ideas, and plopped into their movie. And Rogue One basically that like Vader's castle. Uh, the philosophy that the best way to get the audience invested is to kill the cat. Um, that's K2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there are so many old uh, Lucas ideas that get resurrected, dropped into this thing, that I think they basically exhausted the toy box with this. Like, a lot of people are starting to worry that uh, is Star Wars is going to keep mining its own past for, right. you know, uh, uh, you know <clears throat> diminishing returns. And I think, like, this film represents the end of that like you're gonna get some of it a little bit of it with Han Solo but episode 8 is going to be the new shit yeah, yeah episode like that's why you get Ryan Johnson because Ryan Johnson doesn't retread mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson doesn't beat by beat so if if we're going to get one last hurrah of the old Star Wars like the last bits and scraps of recycled material reformulated into a new this is probably the best version of that that's and just that's, even that's what I feel like when I when I left Rogue One the second time I was like they took every last scrap of the old Star Wars they could and made something fucking amazing out of it well, that shouldn't have worked anywhere near this well and now we have to start moving forward. Yeah. Just even the design of it, it looks so much. It almost smelled like because it's such. It's the most lived in version of any Star oh, yeah. Wars universe ever. But just the design of it was so specifically 1977 yeah. era Star Wars, yeah. or like, mm-hmm. j- like yeah, uh, a new you hope to be, empire. It goes directly into... But it's yeah, just yeah. so like everyone's all the, the costuming, everywhere. all the mustaches, yeah, the, all, the, all the hair was just like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the pornography just... of art direction and set design. Well, uh, yeah. The Star Destroyers, yeah. the way they're rendered, they look like they're made out of shitty 1977-era styrene white plastic that's yeah. being lit with a studio light. Yeah. I mean, they did such but, a good... yeah. It, but it never felt like a throwback. It no. still felt modern. It opened up yeah. the yeah. universe. Yeah. It actually felt... This felt more like an open... Like, whereas like The Force Awakens really kind of felt narrow mm-hmm. and kind of like... This, this, yeah, it felt like... Although, I don't know, and it was huh. something Conley said earlier about uh, the tonal difference, specifically with the Rebellion. And I think mm-hmm. that's really highlighted when you go and you watch Star Wars afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people are doing that. Which I did the moment I came home, fired up, yeah. Yeah, how did that play, this, by the way? This, this, yeah. this seri- good. Yeah, it, well, it plays good, but the seriousness by which everyone in this movie treats the plans... Mm-hmm. Contrasted with the way the plans are treated in Star Wars, <laughs> and a trash can that people are kicking around. What yeah. a fucking joke! <laughs> like everyone gives everything of themselves in the most serious manner possible to make sure these plans get on Leia's ship. <laughs> yeah, Leia immediately sticks it into a trash can, <laughs> kicks it off the ship onto a dirt ball. It gets bought by Darth Vader's kid, <laughs> who has to sell his car to get an Uber to Alderaan. <laughs> They, sh- they show up too late and get sucked into the very battle station they're trying to fucking destroy. <laughs> While they're on the ship, Darth Vader lets them go with the plans to go back to Yavin to find... Like, 
Like, yeah. everyone at some point is just basically like, well, like, the plans might as well be a tail pinned to their ass yeah. for all of Star Wars <laughs> compared with how no, seriously they take it in this film. Things, that was my going into this movie. This is one, one of my biggest concern was that, like, adding so much gravitas to the history of the Death Star plans would be such a mismatch mm. to the light, airy, fluffy way they treat that. It's still the Death Star plans stuff in A New Hope because A New Hope was just, it was a Buck Roger serial thing. Yeah. And you're bumping that up against essentially Star Wars vs. Saving Private Ryan. How is that going to match? But like, literally going it. like I came home watched Star Wars and it actually enriches A New Hope better. You know what I it's, really it's like? something you have to kind of do by yourself, and ma- it's not going to affect everyone Here, the same way. Here's but what like, I really like. Yeah. I really like that it it takes the very beginning and turns it into an epic war of total passive aggression. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. you've always known that Leia's lying. Yeah. It's yeah. never been a question that yeah, Leia's yeah, yeah. lying. It's just the level of bald-faced has now yeah. gone up two times. Because it's not a matter of Vader like, I'm pretty sure we heard you get those plans, and I'm fairly certain they're on the ship. And now it's like, Vader's like, motherfucker, I just killed 15 people right. and got your license it gives, plate. It gives the reason that Earth Vader is so mad. Yeah, yeah. that guy yeah. over there, he's yeah, got yeah. a lightsaber bird on his ass. Yes. I did Sorry, that no. to him. Yeah. No, consulship. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I came home, fired up a, a new hope. It started rolling up. I started taking notes for this because I wanted to start taking notes yeah. for this podcast. Yeah. As fresh, My first note, I'm on Vader's side on this one. That was no fucking diplomatic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, yeah. like, they... they, they get away and they have to find them again so like chase yeah. them and like find them again so I get that they're doing a kind of last ditch like that was not our <laughs> ship yeah you gotta do something yeah. this no Le- yeah. Leia is being the yeah. most politician like yeah. she's ever been yeah. thanks to this movie because yeah. now instead of her just <laughs> yeah. telling a bald face lies like yeah. you don't know where we were you yeah. don't know what we were doing plausible deniability now she's yeah. just straight up Fuck you! What are you gonna do to me? She got pulled over, swallowed the bag of pot she was carrying. What are you gonna do to me? Get me! Yeah. 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 Raise one good question though, which is: All right, Vader just showed you that he has no problem mowing down a raft of fools, (laughs) and he just like. But then he goes, "All right, uh, now we're gonna bust into this ship." Now, guys, I could take them all out for you, but all I'm you guys tired. go in ahead of me and and soften it up yeah. for me first. I want a co- I want a slightly less cooler intro. This time. <laughs> like, I, I just think it, that that whole opening now takes on uh, a huge passive aggressive uh... middle finger tone because they don't care if the lie is even believable. As a matter yeah. of fact, fuck you if you want it to be believable. We're not even going to give you that much respect. We're just going to straight up bald face lie to you yeah. for as long as we can to stall out the fact that you don't know where I kicked the trash can. Yeah. 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 It makes Leia totally stalling. Yeah, it, it makes Leia that much more badass. Yeah. Honestly, it yeah. does make the thing where the two turbo laser guys are like, "Hey, they fired. They fired, there's an escape pod. Should we do or do anything about this to tell anyone?" Nah, nah. It makes that even more like, hey, "Okay, did, that's did, a little did bit you less." Hear about that battle that happened just a few hours yeah, ago? Yeah, you know we're supposed to be chasing these guys and we're trying to get some kind of Death Star plans back or nah, something. Nah, 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 nah. Oh, Darth nah, Vader's looking. Nah, the, the ship just shit itself. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. But no, it plays really. I hate to sit down and say, "Oh, I'm going to read my note," but this is something. I did want to get off my chest. Uh, yeah, I was originally worried the, that the, gra- the gritty gravitas of Rogue One would put too much tonal stress on the first Star Wars film, which is a fairy tale of a movie that was never designed to carry such a uh, weight. But a quick viewing of Star Wars ro- uh, right after Rogue One suggests the opposite by showing the plight of the rebellion from the bottom up. Rogue One helps enhance the urgency and mythological scale of the top-down events of Star Wars. Rogue One does a lot to help round out that uh, conflict in a tactile way and open up that whole world. So it doesn't feel like everything in that galaxy doesn't revolve exclusively around the Jedi, Sith, and the Emperor, mm. which mm-hmm. is kind of an it's it, it's it's yeah it is from the ground up, 
mm. people are, normal I, people yeah, are dying for the shit. Yeah, I definitely feel like it really enhances, particularly the beginning of yeah. A New yeah. Hope and that kind of thing. I still have some qualms about the the nastiness of the rebellion in uh, yeah. in Rogue One, going straight into the like do 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 like hopeful like <laughs> cheerfulness of a new like hope. we're gonna stop everything yeah. to have a medal ceremony. Right. Yeah, 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 it doesn't yeah, quite yeah. feel like the but, same organization, uh, but but yeah, I'm assuming that everyone's shamed enough by the set rat- Radis's sacrifice that maybe everyone's yeah. like let's be yeah. a little more. Yeah. Well, I mean they they, yeah. like, they name an entire squadron after uh, what that's. They did. Yeah. Which is funny because yeah, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm watching a little bit of clips from uh, uh, the the Empire Strikes Back, which is the first time Rogue Squadron shows up. Yeah, we get to see what happened to Blue Squadron. So yes. <laughs> in the film draft, uh, the the filming draft of Star Wars, the first movie, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be Blue Squadron that Luke's hanging out with, mm-hmm. and there's supposed to be blue markings on all the X wings, but they realized that would not work well with the the blue screen, so they changed it to Red Squadron. I do like it. This the squad that actually gets sacrificed in this movie. That is Blue Squadron. Yeah. <laughs> it's the guy in the blue suit with the mustache. Yeah. Well, yeah. They're the ones who go slamming into the the, the shield and start bouncing off of it and yeah. stuff. And I want to ask because that uh, brings me to a question. I wanted to get your guys' opinion on what was the most egregious bit of uh, elbow to the ribs. The There's three D P. No, no, no. 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 See to me that would have needed to be there. Like they would be there. Baba. Well, yeah. No. Yeah. Doctor yeah. Evizzi and yeah. whatever his name yeah. is. Oh, uh, see, I was down. Watch yourself. Okay, so, <laughs> so now we have the question: How the fuck did they get off Jeddah to Tatooine? Right. What were they doing there? They were. Get, they're, yeah, they, they were getting the death there. sentence on their twelfth system. Yeah. 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 That was yeah. their. That was their. They're on the would have been if in Star Wars now he goes, I have the death sentence on twelve. Eleven systems. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, no, that, so that was that was stupid. That was the only two, thing that totally threw so me out. So we have two it. for yeah. uh, Ponda Baba and Doctor Evazon. Yeah. Uh, is that the same for you? Is that, that the most pretty gratuitous to me? Although me. I liked it. <laughs> for you, it's three people. I mean, I knew that they would have to be there. I, I just was kind of hoping that I was like, just don't do it. Just don't do it. I know I that they're there. At the end. I know yeah. they're there. But please, I thought they'd be at the end too. Yeah. I thought I was. I was like, R two is going to be there at the end. Like maybe just scooting by. Yeah. But it was just. It was the way that it was shot. Too. It was just like boom, cut to three PO and R two, and I was just like, no one tells me it. Why yeah, would they, it was just like the most. Why would they tell you anything? Three PO, shut the fuck up. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was one of those. And it, it, that one bothered me the most. The fact that it was yeah. just a cutaway yeah. to them. It wasn't like in transition to a scene. It was just boom, there they are. I'm for like, me, the for me, the most egregious was actually taking time out of the space battle, a good thirty seconds. To explain why the red five call sign was open when Luke joins up. Oh yeah, because you do. They spend like thirty seconds. They they cut back to the space battle, and I think it's a lady pilot too. No, it's not. No, and they have and and they have the 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 footage from Red Leader from nineteen seventy seven. Yeah, I love. And he goes, Red Five, what are you doing? And they cut to some other complete dude. He's like, I don't know what I'm doing. He's just sort of flying around like an asshole in outer space, and he gets blown up by a tie fighter. (laughs) I I didn't miss that. No, yeah, Yeah, that's hilarious. Like they spend thirty seconds stopping the movie down. It's like, oh, so if you guys, just in case you wanted to know how come Red Five was open. When Luke joined up, like, this is why it's open. <laughs> Can I say how much though I enjoyed the complete egregiousness of getting like probably unused takes of yeah. the guys flying the, the ships from yeah, Star they Wars? They did the CGI their lips. I know. I clap. I was like, whoa! Because I, I was waiting. They, I loved they, it. They were, yeah. There was no way they were gonna get that the space battle without having one of those Actually, guys. I'm show pretty up. sure one of the and shots of Gold Leader is straight up in the movie. It's oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, it's some of it. Well, even the Red Five thing, I think, may have just been like recycled or an alternate. No, that's the deleted scene. The Red Five thing was the scene, but there's a scene where like gold gold leader is about to dive bomb something. Yeah. And it's literally the exact same shot of him about to dive something. Prepare for your attack run. Yeah. <laughs> I like all that stuff. I like no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like seeing like all they finally got like 
human female pilots like yes. back in there and like mm-hmm. younger people and all this cool stuff. Like, yeah. oh, man, this when cool. fucking Jin's mom is going in before everything gets blown up and she specifically picks up the container of blue milk and she turns to the camera and smiles and there's like animated dark mi- dark <laughs> yeah, animated twinkle. I thought, man, that's fun. I wrote I love that blue milk. the blue yeah. milk in their house is a little gratuitous, but whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> house is also they did. Yeah. It's that, like fucking in the that center must be a mo- the yeah. There must be like a Star Wars IKEA where they're like <laughs> cut like they're their default kitchenette. Is yeah. just because that it's pretty much it's it's the te- you know yeah. like Luke Skywalker's house, yeah, but yeah. like yeah. I do love that it's um, like as gratuitous though as the ba- as the box of Cheerios and Superman the movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, I have a fat, bad feeling about yeah. or whatever the hell that yeah. is. That yeah. was, but yeah. also this movie I think is the first movie that has not had a Wilhelm in it. Yeah, yeah. we were talking I about it. unless it was super yeah, the second time around. I was like, no, no. That wasn't everyone thinks it's everyone thinks uh, it's the Wilhelm when she's crawling up the side yeah, that's of, what I originally uh, thought. of of, yeah. the, of the hill it's and pulls the stormtrooper down. That's not yeah. a Wilhelm. There is yeah. the General Cindilla who gets mentioned. Yeah, yes. I'm so happy because oh, yeah. that is literally the only character that I really mm-hmm. care about in Rebels. So there was a Rebels so marathon <laughs> when I went to bed yeah. last night watching some of that shit. Oh, fucking kill all those motherfuckers! Yeah. Leave her alone. So the only person in Rebels I really care about is Hera. And I know that she makes it. Yeah, because you your hear favorite their and your least favorite. Oh, that's so that is and, and the ghost. I yeah. believe you see the ghost hyperspace out just before mm-hmm. Devastator pops. Well, see, that would be curious to see. No, yeah. I was worried about that. I was yeah. like, don't don't fucking. D- d- the ghost doesn't crash against no, no, the side no, no. of that it, ship. It, does it? it doesn't get blown no. up. Oh, man, at least I was keeping an eye out. But whack so, way to kill off those so, characters. Everyone else can die or whatever, but Hera makes it, so I'm happy. Presumably Chopper. I get we Unfortunately. haven't uh, we haven't really talked about Star Wars in a long time, so I have been watching Rebels. Yeah, it's been better. There's some good yeah. stuff, it's not really, and it's, not really it's no. no. Yeah. Yeah. I saw an episode last bother. night where it was yeah. Rex. They he gets together with a bunch of clone robot or like the separatist oh, yeah. robots, and they have, it wasn't that bad. That was but okay. some of the other stuff I saw was just the like, bar, bar, the bar. the one that they just did was fun because it was all Clone Wars stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's so, the, the the show yeah. has very uh, it, it's very much become. Uh, a sort of thing where it only really works when it is a sequel to the Clone Wars. Yes. Yep. When it is exactly. not touching on Clone Wars characters or Clone Wars scenarios, it just stops. Yeah. It's a uh, blur that it can't yeah. find its own thing what? without having to rely well, on the Especially Clone Wars. watching it so soon after the. Uh, should just give in. Honestly. After Rogue yeah. One, yeah. That's it feels. Say, too. So, yeah. Yeah. It feels so crappy even compared to War Rogue One because Rogue One did such a good job presenting that universe. And now it's just more just like it's just f- what's his fa- face being fucking sulky and shit like me me me. Yeah. No yeah. one knows yeah. what I, I just I can't remember the character's name and uh, I just watched three episodes of it last yeah. night. People are really only paying attention now at this point because Saw Gerrera is going to get introduced. We're trying to see if they. Oh, they are going to bring. Which that makes sense. Waiting for to fight Obi-Wan. That's yeah, that's it. all. Just oh, give me oh, this. Are they heading that way? Yeah, okay. they're, they're yeah. pointing that Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I did like spe- uh, getting into the sort of granular nerd stuff. I just, yeah. as opposed to the rest of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, exactly, I do yeah. like, I wanted to say as a fan of like the ship designs in these movies, especially in the prequel trilogy where they're so iconic yeah. in their shape and, and very distinctive, I thought they did a really nice job adding some new... Uh, like ship designs to this thing. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. the U-wing. Mm-hmm. I loved. Uh, U-wing is I, I, I loved uh, the little the the tight fighter that looked like a bat. Yeah, tight yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, I, I really yeah. like to cut an interceptor like, in half. Yeah, yeah the pretty weird, much. Yeah. Like bomber version of that had like the yeah. big flat like yeah. gray thing between the two strikers. Yeah. yeah, I really like. I thought they did a really nice job, um, kind of adding things to that universe that didn't feel like gratuitous. I ads. do. Mm-hmm. I do love how uh, Robitussin. What's Rasmus, or wait, Radis. I do like it. He's in the like uh, Return of the Jedi yeah. command center, but I like how the ship's kind of upside down, quote unquote. But like, so he's got a transparent floor. He can see. He's, yeah. 
from a visual language of film, it's really nice that he's actually just looking down at the people he's yelling at yeah. down on the surface, just like, hey, you down there, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. That was just kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. The only ship that you, someone said uh, felt gratuitous or something like that, that none of them did. The only one that kind of did is when they're on Scarif and all of the X-Wings make it through, and then there's, like, the one other ship that the guy, the little monkey guy with the, like, gun is on, or whatever. I'm like, that's there to sell a toy. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's in a U-Wing. Yeah, Yeah, another U-Wing. I will tell you what, though. I have the fewest complaints possible about the space monkey with the large machine gun. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I want more space monkey. That was freaking awesome. I want more space monkey, and I want more fake wampa. Uh, from yeah, yeah, Saul yeah. Guerrero's the guy with the, like, oh, yeah, yeah, the guy, the gas mask. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was cute. Yeah. Um, man, it's a shame I, we're going to have to end the podcast now because we should be talking about Jen Erso, but fuck it. We're just going to stop now. Who wants to talk about Jen Erso? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked about Jen Erso at all. No, I mean, really we haven't. Like, like, that's the one awesome. character. Yeah. We're, we're talking more about the space monkey than we've talked about Jen, Jen, yeah. Jen Erso we so far. How about Jen uh, well, in the beginning? Well, yeah. like, uh, going back again. Not like, really specific. How, how Mads Mikkelsen did that great speech. Like, yes. her speech to the Rebel Alliance. Like, yeah. that landed. Like, mm-hmm. that was great. Same. That also could have really that fallen. Could, yeah. That needed to land. That was one of the big concerns that I had. I was on, I think, Star Wars 7x7, uh, which is a very good uh, Star Wars podcast. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about uh, the film, and I was talking about how worried I was uh, about the acting. And I said, if she doesn't land that speech to the council, mm-hmm. the, no, movie, that's, the, that's... the movie stops dead. Yeah. Like, you're yeah, not going to give a fuck about the battle that happens afterwards. Yeah. And, she, and she nails the speech. She, yeah. she lands yeah. it. And when... When Mickelson is giving his exposition dump as a hologram, yeah, which absolutely she, she not work. That, yeah. The reason it works as well as it does because, and this is something that typically doesn't happen oh, in the Star Wars reaction, film either. Yeah. Yeah. They hold on her, and you watch a human being in a Star Wars film literally have an emotional breakdown. That doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah. Period. And she yeah. sells it very convincingly. Yeah, she yeah. does. Like that's she why really that scene that, works. That was the only part that I like almost teared up Same. a little bit, yeah. just because yeah. like watching her almost like just like keep it together. Yeah. 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 Her watching so. that. that hologram was fantastic and and, you Mm -hmm. she's good the thing about her character is and i also again i I wonder how many of the other reshoots were about giving her performance more layers because of so much of her takes got jettisoned from the trailers Mm -hmm. um i do think she's very good it is tough to talk about her character though because her character really is kind of a very sad glum character she doesn't there's not a brightness to them like you say in Finn and Ray, or whatever, yeah. Yeah. which makes her tougher to talk about because you are basically dealing with someone who's kind of depressed. Yeah, kind of a one note character, but yeah. by virtue of the world that she's grown up in. Well, and, yeah. and it's not even so much that she's one note, it's that there's, I mean, the triumph of this film is very muted. Like, you yes. feel you feel happiness when her and Cassian finally clasp hands as the blast from the Death Star is about to envelop them. The, That's the, a the way deep to put impact it. ending, is I like Yeah, yeah. because. because <laughs> They're finally gonna get some fucking rest. Yeah, like yeah. that's that's the emotion that's washing over you. It's yeah. not hooray, you won. It's like, all right, you did what you needed to do to secure a good future for the rest of us. Now you can go to sleep. Like that's yeah, that's that's strong, but it's not like hooray. And it's I, like oh god. There's at a, least, yeah, there's god. a moment or two where it seems like they're gonna go to a little bit of a romantic place with their coupling. But I like yeah, it at the stop. end though. I, it's I, really I, more about just being with another human being I, I yeah. Yeah. rather than just the ge- a gender fuel. Yeah. yeah, there was some like kind of well, yeah, the Death Star thing. There's almost seems to be like there's that, gonna be they're gonna kiss it, when they're inside the the, 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 the really, Delia chamber. I was really yeah. happy that they didn't kiss or anything. Yeah. yeah, but the kind of like weird sexual tension felt unearned. Mm-hmm. Just really unearned. Yeah. Like, especially considering that it was, like, so soon after the scene where, like, he's, like, gaslighting her and they're, like, yelling yeah, at each other. Exactly, and, like, yeah, exactly, yeah. They have no reason to really, like, 
have that, and then suddenly, just because it's a guy and a girl, suddenly they're like all exactly, yeah, yeah. So that that was a little bit. The first time it happens is after after they decide to go on the mission, Mm -hmm. and like she's finally had someone stick around with her. Like this is the first time, Mm -hmm. so she almost like goes to hug him. Yeah, the 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 by the end of the movie, the camaraderie felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like them them kind of like it's yeah, solid enough together. that you're expecting to start developing that sure, extra leap but yeah. the, the sudden kind of like sexual tension felt on her it's yeah. not it's not as good yeah. as ripley and hicks but what you can do again <laughs> aliens is yeah. my counterpoint to the yeah. thing yeah I, but yeah I, I he's actually, no hicks that's the problem with cassian yeah. is that he's yeah but and no no do? knocking diego luna who's a great actor mm-hmm. uh but i do feel like maybe as as that in that role he maybe wasn't as forceful of a performer as yeah. would have been taken to... He could have been a stronger and more forceful counterpoint to Jin. And I, I think yeah. that some of that was in the casting. He seems like almost like a character like you would expect to show up in the Han Solo anthology movie that just mm-hmm. kind of got jammed into this. Even with like his little shirt and everything like that. Oh, he had the best he had jackets. Really yeah. 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 Multiple oh, there's a lot of good jackets, jackets in this movie. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, that's the Han and Lando movie. <laughs> yeah. I know they're just calling it Young Han Solo, but... It's the Haunted Lando. Yeah, movie. definitely. Yeah. You don't put Donald Glover in your movie as Lando <laughs> yeah. and not make him immediately the fucking coast. Oh, that, that, that's, yeah. that's a twin bill now. That's not the yeah. Han Solo movie. I what can't you, wait for that's that. That's Haunted Lando. Oh, uh, what'd you guys think about seeing Coruscant for ta- like two seconds just in the oh, background of another little thing? Yeah, I thought that was, that was nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice yeah, to yeah, see sure. that the Senate chamber is still rocking. That's the only way I could ra- recognize it, it specifically as Coruscant. I was like, oh, that's the a big city. mushroom shape is just, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm at this point now where like so many people still have such a weird fucking focus on prequels and prequel defending uh, and trying to justify the fact they like the prequels and I'm just like it's just a star they're Star Wars movies yeah Yeah. stop thinking of them as strongly divided like that's a thing us old guys have to fucking get over Mm -hmm. that's our shit like everyone else that's coming up behind us, it's just like, oh, so that's you know, there's eight of these things now. Uh-huh. They don't think to separate them yeah. into when I was young and innocent, and when I had <laughs> the yeah. cold, the cold harsh realization that I need to actually grow the fuck up for once. Because um, that, that's basically the psychic divide yeah. that a large the baggage um, people throw on these movies. Oh uh, Jesus, fucking yeah. crazy. and, yeah, and like ridiculous. so, I've I, I've long ago sort of put all that shit in the past, and so like when Coruscant pops up, it doesn't even occur to me. Oh, hey, they made a prequel reference. Good for them. I'm just sort of like, oh, it's the... It's the yeah, that it's one, Star yeah. Wars. It's like, that Star Wars I, planet I, that I know. I don't... Yeah. I, don't uh, I, I don't like the prequels as movies. No, I but don't I, think they're good movies. No, they're no, bad they're movies. But I don't like... There's a lot of fun ideas in the yes, prequels that yeah. people have built yeah. off of and things yeah, like the, the Clone Wars, Wars cartoon or like that kind of thing. Fire. So if I see something like Coruscant, I'm not going to be like... Yeah. yeah, prequel reference. Like rise to my feet. Yeah. Hey, everyone who might be looking, I need you to know I don't like these movies. Yeah. Yeah. God damn, there's so no, many people yeah. like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like well, and then of course, Wars. then you have yeah. someone else pop up. Hey, I love these movies. I think it's bullshit. You don't like them as much as I yeah. do. Yeah. Those are the people who take over these conversations, yeah. either online or in meat space. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's gotten like, so. I, and for me, I'm just sort of like, it's 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 fucking Star Wars. I just like Star Wars. Like I don't watch. Like I don't watch a Bond movie. And go, right. hey, I want everyone to know that I thought Diamonds Are Forever is ass. Like, yeah. that doesn't happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. this makes this Star Trek movie makes a reference to Star Trek V because Star Trek V has a turbo lift with different numbers in it, so I don't like this yeah. Star Trek. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You just yeah. earned your key. <laughs> 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 you, know, uh, I, you bring up an interesting point because I had a very deliberate journey with these films. When, yeah. they became, when they became, and I think, by the way, this is not necessarily an insult, when these became corporate IP, when, mm. when Lucas sold it, it became and product. became a yeah. committee driven process. 
First of all, I think this committee is doing an excellent job. Yeah. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy is yeah. kicking ass, and God bless her. But yeah. the thing the, the, is... The two movies she's been in charge of releasing are uh, immediately launched themselves into the upper echelon of the series entire. Yeah. 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 She, two, two years in a row, they've made the best Star Wars film since 1980. Yeah. Yeah. She's the Kevin Feige of this series, yeah. and she is kicking a lot of ass. But, the, to, but like Feige, I regard these now on the same level as I would like Marvel movies, these new ones. And I realized that what was special to me about these experiences of seeing these films is actually been the experience of seeing them with my friends mm -hmm. like like you getting us those great seats in that theater yeah. bill and us all the experience of going out that together was exactly. and, and doing this watching podcast that, any other social the podcast, experience yeah. like that has become for me as much of something I treasure as going and seeing the movie itself yeah. as the movie itself which is mm -hmm. yeah. kind of silly but I mean that's no, true, true. I, 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 every time I've seen uh, watched The Force Awakens in the last year it's been fine you know just having it on the background TV while yeah. I'm doing something else but it's, it's still the night we all went out and got yeah. to see it together was still that was mm -hmm. yeah. That was as important to me as anything else. Yeah. I learned this. Um, I really realized this when I stopped being a professional movie reviewer. Um, I, I I was thinking back actually on having spent ten years doing that, and then a few years before that, just writing online, and and I realized that what I rem what I had taken years of, years away from that experience was not actually necessarily any of the movies themselves. But always the experience I had in the screening mm -hmm. actually was was the thing that had stuck in my mind. The interactions with people being around other people. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, uh, e Ebert described uh, films as uh, as empathy machines. Yeah, that's what they are. Mm. And it's the experiences that that uh, surround the movies and the the stories within the movies and the way they sort of reflect your life and give you. Uh, uh, an, an idea, sort of a roadmap as to how to take the best parts of those movies and apply them to your life and sort of grow that 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 empathy around you. Like, that's, that's the magic of films. And Star Wars films especially are really good at doing that. Amazingly good at doing that. Which is why it ends up being so, uh, I don't know, so, so disappointing that this stupid prequel schism is still as strong as it is. Yeah. Because yeah. if you just fucking put the bag of bricks down. Yeah. Like all those warm feels that you've been treasuring from your childhood will come back. They'll be in a different form and yeah. it's going to be a whole bunch of different people that you used to not hang out with ever yeah. that are bringing their own warm feels to it but it's going to be better. Exactly. I don't like those movies but that doesn't destroy Star Wars. No. Right. Like, yeah. there's, I'm there's glad still... that people, there are people yeah. who like those movies and mm -hmm. like, and like it takes it takes all kinds. It takes all yeah, kinds of Star it Wars does. fans. It takes yeah. all kinds of Star Wars movies. Well, I, I mean, I, yeah. just, I just sort of wish that Star Wars fans would let go of the ridiculous notion that the series has to bat a thousand in order to justify your fandom because yeah. it doesn't well, especially I don't, yeah. I don't now feel that, that I don't feel that way about Alien yeah like right. Alien is right up there with Star Wars for me yeah. and Alien has two and a half decent movies right yeah out of one, four five yeah eight or something because you have to count Alien, uh, vs. Alien Predator. vs Predator okay yeah oh, like there's a whole Alien vs Predator series in one of my favorite film series like I don't pretend they don't exist I don't mock people who like them <laughs> I don't think that there's something wrong with their souls the way that Star Wars fans were, are willing to go to war the with each other thing... over fucking Jar Jar Binks and Dexter Jetster yeah. you know like it's, it's, it's mind boggling to me that grown adults are still carrying this much baggage yeah. over something that if they just let it go they would have as much fun as yeah. we have every time one of these films there comes out there is something yeah. to be said for having discerning taste but yeah. there's something about how, especially the Fast and the Furious fandom of all fucking fans. I love those guys! They don't give a shit! There's a new one coming, it's a fucking holiday. Yes! Like, it's, it's, they're, they're not worried about, like, I mean, so, yeah, everyone likes, you know, different one of those movies better than uh, some people. Like, well, that's, 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 that's a fucking... Their fandom is not afraid to be like, 
Uh, no, Tokyo Drift is dog shit. Yeah. Nobody gets mad. You yeah. don't see fights. Star Wars the... fandom should aspire yeah. to be what Fast and the Furious Oh, fans. my God. Yeah. I would love it. Those movies, I, I'm, I don't like them, but... I have <laughs> what? Of, just yeah, exactly, yeah. But I have a lot of friends who do, and I understand why. They're dumb fun. And yeah. everyone's able to just accept that they're dumb fun. <laughs> Some of them are better dumb fun than others. Yeah. yeah. Well, and by, and by the way, I really yeah. like Tokyo Drift. Yeah. I think that's... <laughs> yeah. I think Tokyo Drift fun I've had in theaters. But you don't judge people whether or not they really like Tokyo. And you don't have a complex because you do like Tokyo oh, exactly. Drift. That's the thing. You yeah. don't let it define you as a person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to be like, well, no, that person is a lower grade of person because right. they... Oh, oh, my God. God. Oh, oh, that's Bobby's oh. musical thing. This is... Yeah, anyway. Oh, hey. Uh, that's our doorbell playing the... Uh, what's the... Doraemon. The little, little cat guy. Doraemon. Yeah, yeah. That, that's... That means someone upstairs has showed up. That's yeah, all I know. Cat. Yeah. Um... I can only get so mad, by the way, in, a commercial series, break. Yeah. In, yeah. Which a, in which a car is, in the new trailer, a car gets chased by a nuclear submarine. I'm just, I'm not, how mad can you is get? Is that even less ridiculous than half the shit that happens in the Star Wars movie, too? Yeah. Where you've got, like, a limbless robot cyborg guy yeah. using a, a fucking it's, light sword. To, yeah. like, it's it's just, okay if someone doesn't like the shit you like. Yeah. It's exactly. fine. Yes. It's absolutely, yes. Because exactly. if you take two steps back from your immediate anger that someone doesn't <laughs> like the shit you like the way you like it, you take a couple more steps back from that, and you're like, oh, yeah, but we're all still Star Wars fans. Yeah. And There's then, common ground and automatically. Then, and then the flip side of that, if someone likes something you don't like, that's also fine. Yeah, you, you people, don't have to wipe your ass on them. No, yeah. people can like different things. Yeah, so okay. People can well, like stuff. Well, especially with Star Wars. There's going like to be so stuff. many Star Wars okay. movies in the next even just yeah. five years yeah. that you're going to... Yeah. This, yeah. this, this Everyone's going to have their own little camp. But like, it's okay. Like, you're going to be catered to eventually. Oh, We're, we're uh, going to wrap this up pretty soon, but uh, one of my last questions was... Uh, Kathleen Kennedy says they'll be nailing down the plans for the first batch of Star Wars films that'll take place after Episode Nine in January. Mm. Um, after they see how well Rogue One does, what do you think? Uh, how do you think the rave reviews and presumed box office success of Rogue One will skew their plans? Green light, whatever yeah. the fuck they want to do. Yeah, I'll be curious mm -hmm. to see. Not not to this, do. not to say that all films after this are going to take place after Episode Nine, but now they yeah, they have the run what, of the board. They can do whatever the, hell the they fuck want. they want to do. Mm -hmm. This thing's probably going to make. Uh, it's definitely going to make more than five hundred million. It's going to yeah. open because when we're recording this we don't know what the box office is going to be for opening weekend but yeah. it's probably going to be 155 160 which is double the the hobbits record we're not yeah. going to count the force awakens what is that domestic you're yeah domestic about? which so. skews too when well, depending yeah. on the reaction of china and overseas yeah but i mean like yeah. it's, it's going to clear a billion uh it's going to make uh over 500 it probably make over 600 which means so far as uh disney is concerned uh kathleen kennedy gets to do whatever the fuck she wants with lucasfilm i mean yeah. she was already basically getting to do whatever yeah. the fuck she wanted with lucasfilm yeah. but this was the test like all right you get to go ahead and make your dark horse comics adaptation yeah we're gonna see what the market well, she responds says they have ideas it's just a matter of which ideas they're gonna go with i bet they cinematic universe it for for funsies going uh -huh. around in a circle what one star wars movie would you want to see oh, that's tough ben yeah. yeah 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 everyone's waiting for obi-wan kenobi yeah yeah. At this point, there's going to be a riot at celebration if that's yeah. not because they, they've got a. They were going to announce the Boba Fett. They movie were like two years Boba ago. Boba Fett by Ch we dodged a fucking bullet. Yeah, yeah. Boba Fett by Josh Trank. Ugh. Thank God. God we, damn. Thank Should God we, he melted down. What, what, movie? <laughs> yeah, what, what, what movie would you want to well, see? Well, okay. Other than the kind of uh, Kenobi movie, yeah. Um, I would still want that fucking Guillermo del Toro like Yoda movie. Like doing something like Wait, is that a thing that's been talked about? Just, oh, Young Yoda? That's interesting. Well, no, just not necessarily Young Yoda. It just could, Yoda. It could be Yoda just sitting on Dagobah yeah. dealing with swamp monsters and force ghosts. Yeah. I would be okay Yoda's with that. Labyrinth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, okay, yeah. I love that LucasArts game. Yeah. <laughs> Leland? 
Uh, once again, Ben. That's a that's a movie I want. Um, God, number two though. Oh man. I don't know. Ben's just been the only. It's the only one that I think of. Honestly, yeah. that's the one that it's, seems like it would almost round really out what they're of, doing in terms of well, like we're gonna go back into the past and flesh out stuff that happened before the original I, trilogy. I mean, yeah. My my yeah. other one is Knights of the Old Republic. I, I'm just interested to see yeah. what they would do. But at the same time, I'm kind of like it feels like you're just kind of redoing the same story mm-hmm. to just do Knights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you and McGregor deserves a shot at this. But yeah, yeah. Ben yeah. that's yeah. yeah. Kenobi. I love how so much yeah. of the goodwill is that just is like we need to make up gifts. Yeah. 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 He wants to. He works so hard. those other ones. Take that as your answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't have any other ideas beyond Obi Wan. Yeah. Um, as a, as I'm a fan, so I'm an, I'm a, I was seven when the original Star Wars came out, so I've lived my whole life with this thing. And one of the things that I would say is I loved the old Marvel Star Wars comics, the original mm-hmm. ones when they didn't quite have the universe all figured out. And one of the first <laughs> oh, stories always, yeah. in that is a is a basically the Magnificent Seven with Han and Chewie and like a giant green rabbit mm-hmm. named Jackson. And what I would like to see is this Han solo movie. They're already saying it's going to be kind of a heist movie. Yeah. I kind of yeah. want it to have that Magnificent Seven flavor. If they make a movie that has kind of a fun heist vibe and if they stick a giant green rabbit in it, that would be hilarious. But I basically want that. I basically just want this Han Solo movie Star to Wars be version. good. Yeah. I love yeah. the casting of uh, of Alden... Uh, Aaron Reich. Yeah, Aaron Reich in this. I think he's a really wonderful actor. If you've uh, seen Hail Caesar, you'll know how great and charming he is. Yeah, he's great. Um, but yeah, no, I, I frankly just... I really like them to stick the landing on that. What I do love about these... What what you asked earlier, what, what this has achieved... Both the Force Awakens and 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 um, Rogue One have broken the mold in, in a couple different ways. Force Awakens proved that we could like a whole new set of characters, mm. and and they could be bright and charming, even more charming than the old characters. Yeah. And then this this movie proved that not everything has to have the same bright sunny tone. Mm. So now that those two major things have fallen, we can just they basically have a blank slate to explore yeah. whatever tone they yeah. want. Mm-hmm. I feel like which that must be intimidating yeah. for those guys. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Rogue One was their biggest challenge. Yeah. Like it, yes. it, was, it was a very difficult thing to pull off, and they did it. So mm-hmm. now. Yeah, like you yeah. said, yeah. whatever they want. Green light. Yeah. Everything is a green light. Whatever yes. Kathleen Kennedy wants to do. Like, after episode nine wraps up, I can see them basically going, all right, now we're going to show Marvel how to do a cinematic universe. Yeah. And they'll do, like, spin-off, spin-off, spin-off. Fourth spin-off, you find out that all the three previous spin-offs interlink. Fifth spin-off ties off uh-huh. everything. Uh-huh. And then once those are done, oh, uh, episodes 10 through 12 are starting. And then you're like, what? Oh! I mean, I, I mean, I can see them doing those sorts. It'll of things. be curious to see once they have enough time to actually cook up like another Skywalker saga trilogy, yeah. Yeah. like in five years from now, what somebody five or ten who and then does what? that, who yeah. cooks that up, mm-hmm. like what that could be. And then, and then, just as you're starting to feel like maybe the brand is starting to feel a little dry, maybe things are getting a little bit too samey. They're gonna reboot. Nah. That's they're gonna start. They're gonna start over. Wait till like the 60th Never anniversary. Gonna we're gonna be old. Yeah, no. We're gonna be in this be... basement, but we're gonna be old, yeah. and we're gonna be like they're starting the whole thing over, guys. Bill, and we're the... gonna be 12. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bill, what's yours? What's yeah. the movie you would want to see? I have no specific wants. I just want the one to embrace genre. I think that was the biggest experiment yeah. with Rogue One, mm-hmm. other than marketing and letting people know that we're going to do a flashback and it's going to be self-contained and stuff. Because mm-hmm. there's so much different DNA that go went into the building of the original Star Wars. 
uh, movie that it could work backwards where any genre of film could be made in the Star Wars exactly. universe. Detective and I hope they embrace that. story on Coruscant. That's they, you really could. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. So they've already yeah. done their, their, their kind of like uh, the Dirty Dozen with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could do really anything. Just embrace mm-hmm. that regardless of how well it turns out. I just hope they yeah. experiment. I yeah. mean, I would... Well, I mean, that's basically what Marvel is doing right now with their cinematic universe. I would a little mm-hmm. bit, but you could even do more. No, I know you can Star do more, but I mean... So like, even more like, open-ended. Like, like, at this point now, Marvel <laughs> Marvel movies are like we're sticking superheroes in spy thrillers. We're sticking superheroes in action buddy comedies. We're sticking superheroes in nineteen forties uh, vintage mo- adventure movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's and that's why it works. It's like okay, there's a superhero in that, so that's my hook. But they're also sort of like training wheels to much bigger, much richer genre films. And I sort of feel like you can do that with Star Wars now that Rogue One is landed as strongly as yeah. it's landed. It's like this Han Solo and Lando movie. Is going to be a fucking action buddy comedy. Yeah, it's go- it's go- it's going to be like <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit. Miller it's gonna be it's like gonna be bonkers. Yeah. yeah, it's it's, it's going to be. It's I mean, Lord and Miller are going to do a fucking action comedy, smart ass, you know, getting one over on the man type film. Like you keep on hoping it's going to be uh, Smokey and the Bandit. I don't even like Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, exactly. But I want this to be a Space better version. Cannibal oh, Run, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, it's, it's just like take that DNA, put it back into Star Wars, and see what comes out. Exactly. It's a mad, mad I want to see the Star Wars. <laughs> The Star Wars version of Fletch? I want to see some shit like that. You can, you I want to see Star Wars Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, I want, I want a Shane Black dark Ooh, romantic action action. I want Shane Black on Star Wars now. That would be amazing. All you have to do is put a droid, surgically android, uh, insert a droid into Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Now, that's a Star Wars movie. You just say, like, he came from another planet. It's like, yeah. anything. You, you just go back and retrofit other movies to be now a Star Wars movie. Yeah. But, like, imagine what, like, I mean... I wouldn't be a bit surprised if, if sometime in the next decade you hear Lucasfilm got in touch with the Kurosawa state. Yeah. Guys, guess what? We got the Kurosawa trilogy coming. <laughs> they won't call it as much, but like yeah. the, they'll remake Sanjuro, the Hidden Fortress or something like that and yeah. say, okay, guys, we're like yeah. we're going to take this whole way back to the real source of half of this shit one of the first, or something like that. One like, of the very first pitches that Lucasfilm ever heard uh, was uh, was Zack Snyder. And again, speaking of dodging bullets, yeah. mm-hmm. was Zack Snyder trying to get a uh, Seven Samurai version of Star Wars made as a spin-off. Which okay. could have been... I mean, who knows? Okay, but. fuck Zack Snyder. But, yes. but I, I totally want them to get into the sort of, like, Eastern style of filmmaking mm-hmm. it's about with time. Star Wars. Yeah. Like, give yeah. me a bunch of Jedi. You, you can do lightsaber fights right. Yeah. Actually, you, you know what? You showed me that in Rogue One. You showed me in Force Awakens. Here's what I mm-hmm. want for a spin-off film. Mm-hmm. An anime. Yes! Yeah. yes. I want a big yeah. budget. Wars, please. I want a big budget 2D please. anime. Yeah, please, please. that's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, get uh, Oshi out yeah. of retirement and get him in front of. Fuck. Oh, see, yeah. Uh, which oh, man, that, that, that Tie Fighter short that came out like two years ago. Yeah. 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 Wait, yeah. which way? Which way? So, which director do you get? Who? I, I said Oshi. Which, what Oshi? He, oh, he did, he's uh, he did the Kills in the Shell. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. No, not, wow. not a Tomo. Not a Tomo. But a Tomo doing Star Wars would work very well. Um, there's a whole bunch of fucking in some of the trigger books. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so there you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, occurs yeah. to me if you were doing like a Seven Samurai or Magnificent Seven type movie, what would be fun is it would be villagers who are harassed who hire these guys who are not Jedi, who maybe they're on the Churit uh, level of, yeah. of ability, and they actually are fighting a real Jedi. 
Mm-hmm. Like a bunch of people who I don't think, have yeah. Je- a whole group of people who don't have Jedi powers have to take on a crazy fallen Jedi. <laughs> oh, like, wow, and yeah. they have, and the whole take, story yeah. is them figuring out how to beat a guy with force powers. And that yeah. could take place like a, like a thousand years before Star Wars, a thousand years afterwards. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? I mean, but like you could, the, the, yeah, the doors wide open. That stuff in like Clone Wars. And yeah, they yeah. had. It was General Ping Pong. Oh, that's right. The guy who played Bay's a Star Wars movie. Like, like, yeah, you want that Chinese audience? Give him a movie. It could just be like where Bay's came from or something. Yeah, or how he and. Yeah. Yeah. matter mm-hmm. um, what do you guys like uh, mm-hmm. since seeing that we only record once a year what do you guys think about uh, Donald Glover and Emily Clark being in the solo movie any thoughts about that uh, I'm really excited boy. about Lando yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Lando. yeah. That's, everyone's that's, excited about Lando yeah. I'm a little bit uh, Clark must have given one hell of an audition to convince yeah, Jordan cause... Miller because she was up against Tessa Thompson and I don't understand mm-hmm. in Who's what Tessa scenario Thompson? you don't pick Tessa Thompson for anything uh, she she uh, she's most recently been in Creed. She was in uh, Dear White oh, People. Shit, okay. Oh yeah, she's great. She's fucking amazing. She was up for the role that Amelia Clark was reading for, and oh, they picked Amelia Clark. No, it's uh, yes, yeah, that's role. what. Yeah, and I like Amelia Clark can't act. She's pretty good. No, she's good. Yeah. She's very good. She did something. We've well, only ever seen her in one thing. If you haven't seen the Terminator movie, but like, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, no, I mean, she did. I mean, Lord okay. Miller know what they want. I'm still convinced yeah. she's going to be the lady who who lures Han to try to join the Imperial Academy, and that's where he meets ah, Chewie. We'll, I don't know. We'll find out. When do you think we'll see the first episode eight trailer, and what will it be? Yeah, probably March. Uh, uh, actually, maybe April. celebrations in April, mid-April. Yeah, I didn't so, realize it's coming actually sooner than that. Yeah, so it'll that's probably be April. oh yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it was later in the year. It'll probably be April. Okay. We'll probably hear a title here in the next month. I would imagine. You think in the well, next month think, they won't wait till, till celebration? No, that title announcements aren't big enough deal to be their own standalone. Thing. You think they could have it with? At this point, they could just wait three months and just slap it. on Yeah, the but trailer. I mean, they'll just, like, they'll, just yeah. they'll just leak it or not leak it. They'll just you know fart it out on Twitter like they did. Did the Force Awakens title come out with that first teaser? The Millennium Falcon Twister. No, they put it up on Twitter one day. They were just like uh and we finally we finished working on this aspect of the force awakens yeah mm-hmm. and then and like one guy was like they haven't named the movie yet <laughs> oh yeah that's <laughs> right yeah and star wars was we like just we just did it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i love you guys are assholes i'm pretty sure that was andy I'm oh sure my andy. god yeah. but yeah. yeah that's pretty much that, that that's the future of star wars at least for the foreseeable yeah. future we're waiting for ryan johnson to blow our minds because i have uh i, I have yeah. the utmost faith that he's going to make the single best star wars film that's ever yeah. been I, that's I, all no pressure yeah no there yeah. is no yeah. Pressure. That's how good this guy is. I yeah. loved Rogue One, mostly the end of Rogue One. So right. when I came out of yeah. Rogue One, I was super hyped. Mm. And about five minutes out of the movie was over, I was immediately just like, eight. Episode yeah. 8. Where's yep. 8? Yep. Ready? Ready for it now? Alright, Rogue One's done. Uh, Time for episode 8. I mean, we're gonna start with we starting Mark Hamill yeah. <laughs> in yeah. the next yeah. year. Well, and Bobby, you were throwing around rumors that there's, I guess, the inter- some kind of there, there's, a, there's, a ridic- there's a ridiculous conspiracy theory. Ridiculous. <laughs> Let's hear complete, it. <laughs> completely unfounded. Which is has, enough, though, and it got me, yeah. hope, me hoping a little yeah. bit. But yeah. Completely unfounded. No basis in anything but methane. But, <laughs> of course, the announcement that John Williams is already starting to record the score mm-hmm. for episode eight has some people thinking the big surprise announcement at Celebration isn't going to be a trailer. Um, it's that 8 is so far ahead of schedule that they're going to bump the next Pirates movie into fall and put episode 8 on May 26th. At that point, that would be saying I, New Star Wars comes out in a month. No. Yeah. 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 I've, no. I've seen people talk that, about yeah, that. That's, that's yeah, that's so Which outlandish. Not, yeah. I mean, it's such a delicious dream. It is so a fever dream. Because, of that, like, yeah. because that would make the Thursday previews 
exactly the 40th anniversary. Yeah, the 25th. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's... That's what I'm saying! That's the logic yeah, that drives men to die like yeah. for sirens at the end of the edge of the world. Buy, I don't buy it. There's you know no it's way, bullshit. There's but, no yeah. way he's that ahead of schedule. Yeah. Even yeah. if Williams is recording the score that early. Yeah. So that you actually could have the movie finished in a lot. Well, I mean, it's not going to happen. What if that was the plan all along was to delight and surprise people? I don't know. That would be the man i mean you but no one can ever trust lucasfilm whatever they ever say yeah. again though it's it's not gonna happen but it is a delicious thought yeah <laughs> and, and jimmy what you just said about oh that daisy ridley has seen like a little sizzle reel or something from yeah Ryan johnson Ooh. she said in an interview which i guess like he doesn't like to normally do that yeah so apparently he's feeling really good about yeah, what he's got she could look yeah. so badass because she could be tough yeah she's super, gonna be tough. super fucking i can't tough. wait i can't wait what limbs are gonna get lopped Oh, I know, no, but like, yeah. Episode eight, it'll be curious. Next time we talk about, it, we'll have at least seen a trailer. Assuming we just don't record next year yeah, after no. we see episode eight. Now, but... I'm fairly certain once we get the first dose of episode eight, you will you will convene a meeting. Oh, yeah. yeah. If, if not, just all of a sudden sort of wander over. That's here a good idea. Yeah, we'll come at your door and yeah. just like, Mel. This, uh, <laughs> uh, Bill, there's gonna be a uh, there's gonna be like so much like merch coming out and so much like there's gonna be a new game that's gonna be coming out yeah. something there's gonna be something I'm sorry, there's new battlefront coming out yeah, new battle, yeah. Yeah. i can't be... wait to hear more about amy hennig's yeah. new star wars game they yeah. finally showed that tiny little bit of which like, kind of yeah. is a little footage. more jenna now now we've seen the actually but, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm in retrospect a little, very little bit much yeah looking forward to seeing more about that yep come you on. know what i'd like to see they actually uh Lucas had a hundred scripts written for a live-action Star Wars series. It was fifty and fifty, anyway, but but he had a lot of very very talented TV writers write this thing. They're Ronald sitting Moore. in a vault. I would not be surprised, yeah, especially given that Disney's enhancing its relationship with Netflix. Mm -hmm. I would not be surprised to find out sometime in the next year or so that there is going to be a Star Wars TV series on Netflix based off of Put those that scripts. That anime on there, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. And then, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who is not me. directly working on Rebels right now? So yeah, he's doing something. He's doing something. Who would you make the showrunner? of that then uh, I'd actually get Ronald D. Moore back and say hey yeah, yeah. Him. if you can get him get him yeah Ronald D. Moore is a really interesting choice I, that, that also leads to the possibility of something I really want to see as a film music nerd which is a Bear McCreary Star Wars score he's hooked He's hooked up with Bad Robot now he did the score for uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane and pressed the shit oh that was that yeah Abrams. And so I'm like, oh, that's only, he also just it's only a matter of time now. He also yes. just scored the Angry Video Game Nerd movie, which cracks oh, me up <laughs> two opposite ends of the spectrum. Gonna, I love that guy, yeah. That's going to disappear from his credits. <laughs> <laughs> IMDb editing. Yeah, says the watch. guy, I've actually done some artwork for those guys, but yeah, anyway. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting year for Star Wars stuff. Now that Rogue One seems to be so well received, uh, it's, it's the... It's what do there. they say at the end of All, all Good Things? The sky is wide oh, the sky's open. The sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Really is with Star Wars now yeah. again mm -hmm. yep. for the in a way that it hasn't been since the first Star Wars movie. Okay, came well out. then we gotta we gotta do it. We gotta do the uh, the obligatory uh, rankings. Where does it land? Oh God! Uh, this is not it. part of the Skywalker it. saga. So how do you even do this? It's an matter. orbiting body. So where do you put it in the mix? That's oh. a good question. Fourth. What are what are your what are your the three above it for you? Are there eight movies now? Yeah. Empire, Star Wars. Force Awakens, Rogue One. The thing is, Star Wars, Force Awakens, and Rogue One are all really packed close to each other. Interesting. Really. So, like, Empire is, like, it, uh, its own tier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then there's a tier below it that is those three movies packed really tightly. Yeah. And then there's a giant fall. <laughs> and then you end up with Revenge of the Sith and Return of the Jedi. And then you are prone on the floor... <laughs> 
No, you're digging a hole. Bob was <laughs> actually doing a graphic representation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like you were probably gonna have to get on the floor to show you how far yeah, that like, exactly. on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Like there, there are definitely big gaps in quality in those tiers. I'm picturing King Kong having yes. to fall off the Empire State Mine's Building just to get down in that. Yeah, yeah. More similar to that. But mm-hmm. honestly, after doing the chronological watch through of everything we did, yeah, Phantom Menace is the best of the prequels. Yeah. Yeah, like it holds up way better than any of the Not other that it's ones. good. Not yeah. that it's good. <laughs> but, like... but it's the best of. Yeah. Of so where do you, so where do you yeah. where do you guys put Rogue One? I'd probably put it at four too. Yeah. Like yeah, Empire. I'd... Uh. Yeah. Then. Hope. No, he's I gonna put Force Awakens. Yeah. He's gonna do yeah. Force Awakens. Yeah. <laughs> Force Awakens. Yeah. New Hope. No ties allowed. Huh? And then Rogue, Rogue One. One. Yeah. No, no yeah. ties. You can't tie. Ties are <laughs> yeah. Ties I, I would tie Return of the Jedi with uh, Force Awakens. Yeah, but you man, can't. which one? I love Jedi, but I love the characters actually. To a halt in the middle now, I just. Can't. I mean, this... the one, the most unbelievable thing about Rogue One yeah. is the fact that the Rebels won without the Ewoks. <laughs> that was the first joke I threw at Mike. Right <laughs> but yeah, I, I would probably have to go Empire. Yeah. Empire Star Wars. Yeah, well, give it to the multiculturalism. Give that the edge. The Force Awakens, Jedi, yeah, uh, Phantom Menace. And, oh, Rogue oh. One under Phantom Menace. Oh no, our family just saw Rogue One. Is yeah. that a good movie? I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Rogue One. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh god, there's too many movies now to even think. No, yeah, uh, Rogue One right below. Yeah, is Rogue One better than Return of the Jedi? I guess it has. Eh? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, Rogue One, Jedi. Attack of the Clones is the worst. Phantom yeah. Menace. Everyone agrees Attack of the Clones is the worst. No, wait. Mm-hmm. The, the best prequel is Revenge of the Sith. Yes. The shittiest one is Attack of the Clones. Yes. And that's at the bottom. I, I, hate, I hate just... Oh, of course, by default, the prequels are, uh, are at the yeah. bottom, but yeah. Yeah, um, I, it works out for me. I think I... Yeah, it just, just happens to be, but yeah. yeah. Mine's close to Bobby's. I do think... I think Empire is in its own class. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a film, you know? It's a mm-hmm. beautiful, beautiful piece of art. I think that, though, on its own class below it, but also in its own class, is A New Hope. Yeah. And then below that, you've got this space where I haven't... I need to see Rogue One more, but I would say Rogue One and Force Awakens are living on that third tier. Yeah. It's then below tier. that yeah, though, yeah. is actually... I'm sorry, I'm going to say it, and I always get crap oh, when geez. I say it. I think the last 30 minutes or so of Revenge of the Sith are amazing operatic filmmaking. Yeah. Uh, and... and Camille Paglia agrees with there me. There it is. And, uh, and, there uh, it is. and then I would say, and so I would put that there, and then that and Jedi aren't on, on their own tier. Because mm-hmm. the stuff that's good in Jedi is really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, no, that last half hour saved yes. Jedi. Yeah. That yeah. last half yes. hour. Both yes. those movies, both Sith and Jedi are movies with amazing half hours in them mm-hmm. and surrounded by a bunch of flab. Yeah. And then and then the other the rest of them are down below that. Which is why it's so crazy to me that uh, on second viewing, I was like, no, this is the last... This is the best last half hour of a Star Wars film. Even Rogue One, I was like, it actually did it. I can't believe I'm saying that, but yeah. I can't not. I, I did this when I came out of Creed. Um, I, I left with yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that's that was, like, that was yeah. I was like, that's better than Rocky. I can't say that out loud. That's bullshit. No, no, no. I'll just sit on it for a year. <laughs> sit on it for a year, Hobbit, and see what happens good. when you revisit. Oh, and I, re- I I rewatched it. Uh, <laughs> I rewatched it like three weeks ago, and I was like. No, I was right the first time. I don't know why I sat on this for a fucking year. Of course it's better than Rocky. It is. It's a better film than Rocky. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the last half hour of Rogue One. I was like, that stuck the landing harder than any Star Wars movie ever has before. That absolutely ten points the landing. Mm-hmm. Fling your arms up in the air, wait for the Russian judges to give you a ten because they have no choice otherwise. Yeah. Like, that's the ending of Rogue One. That's so Nuts. Think, um, Empire? Yep. Force Awakens. Ooh. Uh, wow. Ouch. New Hope. Yeah. 
I'm going to have to say Return of the Jedi and then Rogue One. Mm-hmm. I think okay. Rogue One might be a better movie than Return of the Jedi, yeah. but that doesn't mean favorite. Like, yeah. like no, I, I, have, yeah, exactly, I have more yeah. nostalgia and like mm-hmm. kind of like love in my heart for parts of Return of the Jedi. So I think Return of the Jedi, um, Rogue One, huge drop. prequels. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, Phantom Menace, Revenge of the Sith, Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, amazing how when Attack of the Clones came out, remember how we all were like, yeah, it's a little better than, than Phantom Menace, but nowadays everyone is like, no, no, that one is way worse. Oh, God, it's hard. I'm, I'm listening to the Star Wars Minute podcast, and they're in the middle of Attack of the Clones right now, and it's just like, they're dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they had a hard time getting to the end of the Phantom Menace, and even yeah. now, oh, man, I feel, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a rough one. Um, Empire, Hope, mm. <laughs> Awaken, yeah. Jedi, Rogue One, and then okay. same. Mm-hmm. So you're saying it's mm-hmm. barely better than a prequel, even though it is. <laughs> no, no. Okay, I, I would again. Say, we're I, like, no, I, I will say that Rogue One rocks of people. Just uh, like Rogue them One again. is is the yeah. well. I, I need to see Rogue One again. Yeah, that's mm. the thing. And and I I do feel like it is a much better put together movie than Jedi is, but. Jedi just hits me a little bit stronger. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Rogue One is it's a great movie. Yeah, I, I thought it was I, really good. Yeah, it depends on whether it's a ranking of best or favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But if it's best, if you're going to recommend to somebody else, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I think Rogue One is, uh, I think it's better than Return of the Jedi, mm. but there are parts in Return of the Jedi that just, like, hit yeah. me a lot more than mm. Rogue One. Yeah. So. Although, I just, overall, like, yeah. the fact that we're even having this this discussion is a huge victory for that film. Totally. I don't think, oh, I don't think anyone was expecting no. anywhere near yeah. that. No. They're expecting yeah. something serviceable with maybe one or two decent moments. I was expecting the best looking Star Wars I've ever seen. Which it is. People yeah. are leaving mm-hmm. the theater very much affected. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it, it hit them in the chest it's, at some point. People That's, are raving about will... this thing, which I'm really impressed by. Well, not just yeah. Star Wars fans too, but people are like dragging their like significant others and significant others are going like, you come out pretty buzzed. Good. You are buzzing. You're, yeah. you're yeah. wired at the end of that film. Oh, the end of that movie, the end of Rogue One is so. I mean, the very end when yeah. Vader's sitting. I don't think we've talked Boom. about this yet. Vader, he's mowed through everybody. They've just desperately these 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 guys have just barely handed out these tapes. When, when, when and then the Vader's on the cliff, quickly copying it too in the machine. They're yeah. like, come on, come on, come on, come on, ninety nine percent, ninety nine percent. I see ninety nine percent. Come on, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, uh, but like um, Vader on the edge of the cliff or on the edge of that like window into space, yeah. watching that thing fly away, just standing on this on that thing like he's on a windy cliff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's he's like, like he wants to shot. jump down. Yes. He's like <laughs> thinking that he can use the force to stop yeah. it. Yeah. Like, oh, well, it's a mirror of the Falcon escaping yeah. Hoth moment where it's like, I'll get you in five minutes. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of yeah. I like it is kind of like a Hayden Christensen pose, kind of like he's got one leg up and everything like that. But the most fucked up thing in that movie is he force lifts the guy up into the air walks under them and hits him from behind yeah. just kind of slices it's so so good. Good. Oh, it's so that's good. not even a kill shot it's just like his intestines are going to have to get stuffed back in and maybe stitch until he just gets sucked out that of the space got, that like... guy that gets stabbed through the door and yeah. then they open the door oh, and yeah. just kind of like oh man this yeah. that's the poor awesome. bastard that saved the whole day yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually, what I loved, actually, in that moment, because that is a wonderful hormone with Vader, I actually want to salute the poor actors who had to play the guys he fucks up. Yeah. Because all yeah. of those guys, they they all get the greatest oh shit looks on their face <laughs> they yeah. do. during they that sequence. Because they know. They're just like, well, oh, even which at... of those guys, when the three guns fly out of their hands at the same time, they're all like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Again, jumping straight into A New Hope, and you see, like, the similar guys, like, assume it, like, you know, like they, they've just heard their friends get murdered, yeah. they're just like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little more it's a more of a charged thing now yeah. a little bit. It's uh, yeah. That's the other that's the other thing that makes the lie that much more bald faced. 
It's like, oh, there's a white... We boarded your ship and you just immediately started shooting at us. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, absolutely a diplomatic mission, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. Okay. Star Wars is nuts. You yeah. Fucking assholes. Quick note, Darth Vader's neck was really big. <laughs> Darth Vader's I, neck looked people really... People pointed out, like, I, in, I think the yeah, last trailer, his neck piece is not even connected to the rest of his suit. It's, like, sticking out in this really weird way. Yeah, yeah. And they CGI'd it so they kind of filled out the rest of his chest so it didn't oh. look so bad, but it looked yeah. like a fan costume. Uh, yeah. And even Pablo Hidalgo was like, I told you could fix it. But it's still a little bit, it did look pretty grody. I will but, say yeah. though, that is in keeping with A New Hope, where Vader's suit looks the jankiest than it, it does. does in any of the films. The, I yeah, love yeah. that they even had the red lenses. The red lenses. Yeah. 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 I actually liked that he looked a little clunky. I'm, I'm always fine with Vader looking uh, a little okay. yeah. yeah, him looking clunky is fine. His neck was just really No, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, was, it was coming off the body that we'll the way never did it. before. Like, it was kind of like, yeah. Because it didn't look like it was sealed, like, airtight. Like, Darth Vader's think pajamas. Vader's, yeah. yeah, it really yeah. did come. Darth yeah. Vader's yeah. Yeah. But still, yeah. I honestly would have liked to see more of him. I would have liked to see more of... I was hoping for a second when we saw that he was in that back-to-tank or whatever... Uh, chilling out. I thought for a second, oh man, did they put Hayden in this thing? Are we going to get a moment where I was like, I was like, I'm so happy they didn't show more than they did. Yeah. Because you should only get tiny glimpses of the nastiness. Like, you shouldn't see until the end. Like, until the return of the Jedi. His reveal there in his castle is actually pretty good. You got that You got that German expressionist sort of shot. Yeah. Coming up, and the shadow is looming yeah. 15 feet yeah. over yeah, the shadow. You're yeah. like, ah, and that's when, and that is when Giacchino finally, like, all right, we'll let it free. Yeah, and the Imperial March yeah. very, 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 uh, uh, languidly starts it feels to play like out. Old Star Wars coming back yeah. when he enters that room. Yeah. And like, all the... When that shot came up, I thought for a second it was going to go, Hello, Marion. <laughs> <laughs> well, like like well, even Krennic standing in front of, in a circle that's almost like the circle of like the Bestman uh, mm-hmm. Hoth freezing chambers, yeah. kind of like that, and the, the steam coming up, and just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, you don't really need that scene in the movie, but it's just it's good fan service. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars. I'm just Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. All right. Thank you guys so much. Uh, yeah, we've been talking for two and a half hours that's now. About, that's, that's about, about what right. we do. That's, yeah, uh, that's yeah. I, right. we got about an hour in. We talked a lot. I didn't realize we still had ninety minutes left in us. But yeah, thank you guys so much for uh, Stone. Thank you. I guess yeah. we will be. I guess maybe yeah. Assuming the episode eight trailer is amazing as well. Well, I'm assuming they they. Do you're not that. even. Here's the thing. You're not even gonna have to put out the call. It's just one Saturday. You will yeah. turn around and we'll just be. In I'll your be room. sitting here. <laughs> yeah. It is like everyone just showing up at the here. Justice League headquarters. Everyone's like, you don't have to. Yeah, we yeah. know shit's fucked. If we heard the bank got blown up, we're here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we punch? Although yeah. next time, please let one of us bring the pizza. No, no, I'll take it. You, you ridiculously generous I love son of a feeding bitch. people and giving. Yeah, no, no, no big deal. So, Bill, but, yeah. but Bill uh, for the podcast listener, Bill Mudron is the most generous soul on earth. He not only yeah. did he buy all our tickets to the screening that we went to the other day as a big present. So we we yeah. came in, he gave us Christmas presents. There was pizza. There were donuts laid out. I love the craft services table on this podcast. I got <laughs> a visceral high from that night when the tickets. I uh, thank God uh, they, they let everyone know that when tickets were going on sale, yeah. so it wasn't just an emergency thing at three o'clock in the middle of a Thursday afternoon. Everyone yeah. go nuts. To Fandango, but I love being like the first, like yeah, like, uh, hitting refresh on the Fandango website to get like nine <laughs> seats right in a row, front, front and center, best seats in the house, and yeah, yeah it was a fun challenge. I felt a little bit like Han shooting Greedo. No, <laughs> I was quick in the draw, and I beat other people, and we had a good time as a result. So Star Wars, uh, that yes. is our woo, that is our 2016 Star Wars report. We'll probably be back in a couple months. We have whenever yeah. the episode eight yep. starts, yep. stuff starts that to hate, and I don't know what yeah, can we, <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> okay, reintroduce your guys. We'll oh, do an right. outro. Yeah. yeah. You guys are who? Leland? Uh, Le- Leland Radburn. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Leland Radburn. I just, I post bullshit. You just do stuff, yep. yeah. 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 
Uh, Jimmy Pressler can look in some Dark Horse art books and you'll find my name there. Yeah, seriously, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm Bobby Roberts at Bobby Roberts PDX. Um, pick a Star Wars podcast. I've been on it. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Russell, SaberdoothVampire.com or at Culture Pulps, Culture P U L P. Uh, and I'm Conley Pressler. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Conley Draws. Actually, I should amend uh, most Star Wars podcasts you can find me on. Uh, if you look for me on Rebel Force Radio, I'm not going to be there. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> those guys! Not on that show. Yeah. Yeah. Most most of the other podcasts, though, I'll, I'll pop up. Every, I force oh. Ghost in. It'll be fun. <laughs> Gee, Bobby, why? What happened with Bobby Roberts PDX. Do a search. See what happens. That's yeah. 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 Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Take care, guys. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye. That's the ship flying away. <laughs> Just in case you don't put it in. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sound you get during hyper warp. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! The I want to watch Darth Vader mowing through. Oh, it was, so good. It was oh on YouTube. So good. It, it was, was on YouTube, but they pulled it down. Yeah, like, go, to, go to Star Wars leaks on Reddit. Someone's gonna have it up somewhere. On yeah, that's. Uh, oh, is that a? Let's see. Bong. I did not expect that Vader in the hallway scene at <laughs> so all. I was not good. expecting it. <laughs> I remember you going. I remember you were sitting next to you and you go. Oh shit! You were like, you had this like, holy shit! <laughs> it's that moment where his fist comes up and he just doesn't stop walking. Yeah, yeah. I he keeps going. You're like, oh. Like, the scene goes dark. There's a shot of the door. The light goes off on it. There's a, there's a smoke in there. And I thought, the breathing cut. Next yeah. scene. I thought that was it. I, th I thought that's that's enough for me, just the breath, because those guys are fucked. But no, we're gonna see Vader oh, yeah. come down the hallway. I, I thought that Hot. like you you hear the breathing, you see the smoke, and I thought he was gonna like come out from the smoke or yeah, yeah like he's yeah. like yeah. in the door. But instead, yeah, that it like lights up. It's like he's already there. Yeah, he's already <laughs> there. <laughs> the one thing I the thought call was coming from inside the house. Yeah. The one thing I thought they were gonna do that they didn't do, and I'm not disappointed because of the way the scene went. But I thought it would have been really cool because uh, he had the saber out like this if he just force pulled somebody through. Yeah. 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 I was waiting for that to happen. Oh. Oh god, go, yeah. Go through. Close yeah. line him with a lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> Pop. Didn't happen. Hot butter. We'll see. Uh, Someone will do it in one of these. The, there's no yeah. uh, Vader footage online right now, there, but there's a screen cap of uh, Saw Gerrera and Rebels. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Is there a shot? Is oh, there? Okay. Now, in the reshoots, there's a rumor that they actually toned down that scene. That it was actually the Vader. Well, that's what scarier. everyone. That was the big thing. Of they're they're neutering the film. Is that true or is that so. not true? I th I, I unless imagine. he bites a dude's balls, I don't know what they did because that is pretty graphic. Unless they cut <laughs> out blood or something. The guy. Like, was, I don't see. I don't there's this one part where he goes down on all fours and sprays the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. It's pretty nuts. Nice. He, he cake farts a guy to death. <laughs> It's yeah. just James Earl Jones shouting motherfucker over <laughs> <it>. <laughs> motherfucker, rebel, motherfucker. You know, there's some great edits. Uh -huh. Man, the edits people are going to make out of that are going to be fantastic someday. Yeah. I got to... God. Oh, we forgot. Did you... We could... Oh, oh no, no, no. Oh, we could just let you record. No, 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 just no like... it's good. It's good. We don't need that. I, just, I was just looking over. I got to almost all of my points. No lie. Take yeah. a photo and like put them up somewhere and like I can link to them or the something only, like that. The I would only, actually... I would I legitimately be curious. The, the yeah, only thing I didn't get to was that I really liked the continuation of really pushing the force as religion rather than whatever oh, it was. Well, because I know yeah. they were talking about the character mm -hmm. supposed to be like a member of the Church of the Force, so I'm glad right. they didn't say the word church because that would have been no, a little bit loaded. Guardians but, like, of the Wills. Guardians, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I meant to talk the more Church about the Force. stuff was the Force Awakens. Yeah. yeah. And have they talked about the Wills anywhere else? No, it was the first time in yeah, the movie. No, there must, I, th I thought there was something where Yoda meets the Force ghost of no. Qui-Gon. No. Just doesn't he say that like he learned how to... Oh, I thought... 
<laughs> and then that uh, I think that they they might have said have the no word idea. hope a teeny bit too much. Yeah, they said hope. Well, that's <laughs> what. What's your face? It got a, it got a little bit too on the nose. As like as... I, I like him. Like Cassian saying their rebellions are built on hope, and then her throwing that back in the speech. That was all fine. Yeah. But then they just like keep going, hope. and they're like, there oh. is no hope. And I'm like, there will be hope. There hope. <laughs> it is choked around a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little Although I did, I, I, I did like that one mm -hmm. guy, the, the, the fucking Sherlock yeah. dude. Yeah. I did like snotty Sherlock dude being like, there is no hope! Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you are always a downer, aren't you, buddy? Yeah. You and are then, always uh, like a real wet blanket. My only other note that we didn't get to is just one that says, choking sound cue. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not, not the, not the, not the, like, uh, guy going, but, like, when you, the, the little... Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, the air being sucked out of the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other sound I really liked, and I forgot to mention this, I loved those fucking death troopers, and I love that they had a little weird code language. Yeah. 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 They sound like the Combine in Half-Life 2 a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I, expected, I expected their helmets to come off and they looked like Master Blaster. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, just even the extra trooper design was kind of nice yeah. to see. Just like the sand trooper, the beach troopers, the beach they, they don't yeah. even do anything. They well, get blown I love, up a couple. I love but. how they did that because, like, when people were talking about all the new ships and new troopers, it became such a big deal on yeah. social media. But it works just like it did any of the other Star Wars movies. They're just there. It's just yeah. a new kind of trooper. that's just there. New type of ship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. New type of yeah. It's just you're on a certain location. You have that kind of trooper. Mm -hmm. So yeah, 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 that's cool. Star Wars. You might have to fiddle with controls too. I don't know if you're going to be on the ground or in space or what. Oh my god, you did good, Bill. Good lord, man. That's that's Josh and Mahara. They bought donuts just for you guys. Aww. Yeah, that was so great when we... when I remember when you and I both saw that Star Destroyer and it was so clear that the whoever rendered it digitally had just lovingly that's... kit-bashed Yeah, there's it. some kind of luminosity yeah. of the plastic so it looks like cheap styrofoam. There was this thing I was trying to remember. Maybe it was during Celebration. That's what it was. Yes, okay. So, um, at Celebration last year, John Noll did a panel where he talked about building their digital kitbash library. Oh, is, oh, yeah, that's right. I saw that. Yeah. Because yeah. he was also talking about his pet project was redoing the Death Star plans, which turned out to yeah. be just helpful for this. Yeah. So yeah, they, that was... They went into all the model kits that they used for A New Hope and Empire, That's interesting, because they know that they... Scanned all the pieces digitally yeah. and made a whole library that they can build yeah, ships super out of. Cool. Cuz yeah. they know, wow. I mean, yeah. they're smart enough to realize that they have to build an infrastructure for the next like 10 years minimum of special effects to work. Well, and, like so many fans have already done a lot of that work, <laughs> yeah. like identifying which pieces were used. And... Did you see the camera? How do I start? Oh wait. See if you can't jump. I don't know where the hell you are. I'm no I UI. Hit the circle button so bad. Oh. Here, I'll show you. So, you, what do you want to use? Use the thumbstick to highlight, press to join, oh, and then press the X button. I see. Um, but yeah, uh, I saw they were talking about they have like a virtual reality system set up for choosing special effect shots. Oh. Uh, they were talking about the genesis of that first shot that you were talking about, where it's the reveal of the Death Star. You know, it's close up on the Star Destroyers, but the pan is down. You realize you see it's the yeah. the radar dish being sunk into the Death Star body. Um, that was just, um, Gareth Edwards just playing around in this, like, they had all the assets, like, projected into space, and he had some kind of, like, virtual reality headset on, yeah. and he was just pushing and moving things around, and also part of the headset also lets him choose between different lenses, Oh. and so it was one of those things where it was like, okay, like, he could, like, physically kind of, like, grab this virtual Death Star, 
put in front of the uh, uh, virtual uh, Star Destroyer, put it in front of the Death Star, and like switch the lenses and goes. And that's when he realized, like, okay, if you pull out this way, and if you have the dish coming out, it creates the shadow. Like, essentially, the roll whole reveal just from yeah, play, yeah. essentially playing with digital that's toys. So cool. He was like, well, that that's, this could be our reveal for the Death Star. And so I guess that's how they're doing special effects from now on with the Star Wars stuff, is like letting the directors like really just manipulate. That's super neat. And, but everything's also projected in the room so the people around him can also see in yeah. real-time space exactly how he's manipulating it's stuff. Is it the XILM lab? That's exactly, yeah. yeah. This is the first real... And a real application of that. Yeah. And nice to see that it's actually paying dividends for those Because I saw them messing with that yeah. about a year or two ago. Yeah. It was, yeah and they were saying they were going to use it for special effects, mm -hmm. but I was trying to figure out exactly why, but I guess that's, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Yeah.